morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday morning, LBC 97.3. Don't forget, Alan Cumming is in London for eight performances only. Actually, it was strange, because on uh, Thursday, when I, no, Friday, I mentioned he was going to be on, and the lady wrote and said, oh, I met his, his mum and dad, they were really very nice. I thought you'd wait till I hear the interview. He couldn't stand his father. Could not stand him. He was so happy when his parents finally separated. Anyway, there's a repeat of that uh, in conversation at nine o'clock this evening, or you can download it from the podcast. Lots to get through in the papers this morning, and we'll have our paper reviewer, and Darren will be in sorting out all your problems with the computers. All of that and more after the news. Here it comes. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome along. LBC 97.3. Just welcome to anything, really. It's that kind of day today. You know, because everything's happening today. I mean everything. Notting Hill Carnival today. I can't... I think that's fun. Oh, it's a, it's the background music going on as it faded away. Da, 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 da. Very nice. And uh, normally when you drive in on the Westway, I'm sure, normally the whole place is just full of police vehicles and uh, people with, you know, binoculars and everything else looking out for street crime, which inevitably follows the carnival, I'm afraid. And, um... And there was nothing up there today. And I'm thinking, perhaps they don't do it today. Perhaps they do it tomorrow. I can't remember. Because I think today's Kids' Day. T- t- today's Kids' Day. And tomorrow's those, uh, those blooming sound systems. I can't stand, frankly. It's like turning your stereo up full volume. I've got a nice binatone unit at home. And if I turn it up full volume, it, w- whenever it does the, sort of the, the, the bass notes, it practically cracks the walls. You know, it's really fantastic. Anyway, uh, all of that to one side. I've got my own... Oh, I've got my own How Low this morning. How generous do we get on this programme? It's the Steve Allen special. It's an Acer laptop, preloaded with Windows Vista. Details coming up in una momento. Just bear with me on that one. We do have the Sunday papers. You've probably heard already. Not a great deal in there. Probably saw the X Factor last night. I thought it plumbed new depths when a bloke comes on and luckily his brother had died. I mean, how handy was that? To be honest with you, all the critics have said exactly the same. This plumbed new debt. Forever, this bloke is going to be known as the bloke with the dead brother. I mean, terribly sad, but frankly, it's a singing competition. I couldn't give a stuff whether your Auntie Enid was run over by a tractor or by a combine harvester. I couldn't care less. It's a singing competition. It's not going to make you sing any better. In fact, if anything, it's probably going to make you sing worse. So you have to suffer with these people dragging their private life in front of you. And Simon Cowell, they say, oh, yes, good. They know about this in advance. This was done six weeks ago. They've already leaked it to the papers, and now he's done interviews. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, I know, we we go blue screen now. Don't ask me how it does it, John. It just... I looked at that on the computer. All of a sudden, perhaps we should ask Darren, actually, when he comes in. We go to type up things on the screen, and and it's gone blue. I don't know why it's gone blue, but it just has. Anyway, so, so, so they, they put this bloke on there, and he goes, you know, my, my brother died six weeks or seven weeks after getting married and all this. And you think, well, I'm, that's terribly sad, but it's got nothing to do with us. I didn't know your brother. Nobody watching knew him. Terribly sad, but I'm sorry. It's exactly as Peter Kay did on his programme. If you've got somebody who's died or run over by a combine harvester while the they were out picking daisies, then there's a very good chance you're going to get on the show because that's what they're looking for. Sad, isn't it? It is sad, but that's that's the way it goes, I'm afraid. Uh, I didn't realise until I watched Big Brother and we watched The Eviction, that peculiar one. I didn't know he lived so close to us. The one who was kicked out, whose name I can't remember, lives in Brentford, apparently. Oh, dear Lord, that'll devalue the property. He was naff. Much they're all a bit naff, aren't they, I'm afraid. If horse racing was as predictable as the X Factor, buses would be full of bookmakers. Love it. I'll work on that one for later, actually. I, I, that's gone a bit over my head at the moment. It's just a bit early in the morning. I, I need another cup of tea. So we've sent Jess off to make a cup of tea. Because being Sunday morning, you need a cup of tea on a Sunday. 
In fact, in my case, you need about three cups of tea. Just to function. Because I'm looking out thinking, is this going to be a shirt-off day down by the seaside? Shirt-off day, isn't it? All the Essex boys will be out there, you know, buffing them out, buffing themselves up, you know, putting on the old duo tan, you know, making sure your fingers look really orange, wiping it over your face, and then going out. I've been to Marbella. Been to Marbella, and they'll go down there. Only Essex boys take their shirts off. Nobody else does it. I'm, I mean, I, I predictably don't, but I do if I'm on holiday. But privately, I do it in, in the, I lock the bathroom door and I sort of take my shirt off and then I walk around and I go outside with my shirt on. Because I'm not one of these people. Some people can do it. I don't know. How, you, do, you don't do your shirt off, do you, Johnny? No, you don't. You really? It's, it's just so predictable around here. It really is. But I, one of these days I might be brave and do it. Because you do see overweight people, mainly at West Ham games, it has to be said. But uh, actually, talking of, uh, of car crash television, I mentioned last week, and luckily... All the TV critics have picked up today on it how dreadful John Sargent and Mylene Klass have been trying to present the one show. He's quite clearly a better ballroom dancer than he is presenter. He's, he's just awful, I'm afraid, and she's no better. Who on earth, in their right mind, thought that she was a replacement for Christine? Hi, you. Bleakly, I've got no idea. It, it just it beggars belief, I think. Beggars belief. Uh, the programme should be called Britain's Got Sob Stories. I agree with you. The trouble is, we've all got one, haven't we? Everybody's got one. I mean, we could all go on there and say, actually, I'm here, I'm singing, singing for our cat, which was run over by an Arctic lorry the other way. I'd like to sing for the cat. Because yeah, the cat would have been... Because the cat used to sit there when I used to sing. It used to, used to look at me and it used to be... I, I can see it thinking now. I, in fact, when I, when I think about it, it makes me cry. And the cat used to look at me and then, that'll get you on the television. You know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I thought it was a singing competition, but there you go. Uh, Kathleen says... Just to say, when I listen to your programme, I love the way you say how it is. Yep, that kind of figures. <laughs> that is true. Well, you have to. You have to tell the truth. You can't, uh, can't not tell the truth, I'm afraid. So here is my how low for today. Your chance to win at 11 o'clock this morning, for that is when it finishes, the Steve Allen special Acer laptop, which is very nice. And, oh, look at this. Lovely cup of tea. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Let me just have a quick slurp of my tea first, just to... Oh, yummy, yum. It's very nice. Right, this one's got everything. It's got Windows Vista, preloaded, 160 gigabytes of hard drive, so perfect. 14-inch monitor, great for working on when on the move. Want to win it? All you've got to do is tell me how low you think it's going to go. The lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 11 o'clock this morning, please. But that is when it finishes, not one of these all-day jobbies. And you text, for this one, Steve, S-T-E-V-E, Followed by your bid in pence and send that to treble eight two one. So it's Steve, then your bid in. If you think it's going to go for maybe sixty two p, they they very rarely go for. Well, they don't go for huge amounts. Let me tell you. So it's Steve, then sixty two. If you're going to go for sixty two pence and send that to treble eight two one eight 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 two one. So Steve, your bid in pence and then treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty. Plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 11 o'clock this morning. Must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck, because it's a, it's a really nice prize. Really nice prize. Everybody's talking... You know that all the papers yesterday were talking about this, this girl uh, who was kidnapped and then went to a local police station. A lot of the papers this morning are asking the question, every week this man went to see his social worker with her in tow. Why didn't she say anything? Why didn't she say anything? Is it another one of these, like the, the one in Austria? And, it tur- and people are saying, why didn't, why didn't you, you know, do something before this? And it turns out that people end up falling for these people, don't they? I think it's some strange, bizarre twist of fate. And in this particular case, this girl could have done this years ago. Years and years ago. But, uh, but chose not to. 
Kerry Katona, I'm in the gutter. Good. Good. Just stay there, love. It's all we, it's all we hope for. I'm not remotely interested. And she says here, I've lost everything. The kids, the house, you name it. She's incredibly stupid as well, remember. Uh, all this self-inflicted. Nobody made her do drugs. Nobody made her behave badly. Nobody made her do anything. She did it all off her own back. She's done it all herself. She's stupid. You know, whether she's bipolar, bi... The, I couldn't care less. Not remotely interested. That time some of these people got a reality check and came into the real world where other people have to cope with things, you know, not do it in public. Why don't you just stay inside, shut the door, you know, sort things out with that plank of a husband of yours, and uh, hopefully things will emerge the other side, but I fear not for you. Because they're all, it, it seems we're all suckers for these sort of stupid stories. Remember the girl who won? Oh, I did say the other week, I, I didn't have much sympathy, now I've got even less sympathy. She was the girl who won 1.95 million on the lottery, called Caton or some whatever her name is. Anyway, then it turned out that now she's got nothing. Well, according to the Sunday papers... She's another one who shoved it up her nose. Quarter of a million pounds up her nose. Never to be seen again. Well, now I've got even less sympathy for her. Now I've got even less sympathy. In fact, the moment I heard she'd lost it, I went, good. It's a reality check. Reality check for these people. Where's it all gone? Well, she bought a house. She bought a... It's only just two million. And I know you might think two million is an awful lot of money. But in this day and age, two million pounds, even in London... And I didn't think that in my lifetime I'd be looking at houses which are sort of just around our area, six, seven, eight million. I mean, there's an estate near us where the cheapest flat is 750,000. 750,000. And the houses go up to, I think, just over four million. And it's an estate. It's not just sort of one or two people. It's, it's an estate with quite small gardens. You'd think for that sort of price you'd be getting something huge, but you don't. So when she wins two million... And I think there's no point in giving money to somebody who doesn't know how to handle it. Because the first thing people do when they win the lottery or they win a lot of money is they go out and spend it. Like the Viv Nicholson, the spend, spend, spend woman from years ago. And she only won 154000 equivalent, I think, to about £3 million today. And she went berserk. In those days, you could buy a house for, I think, well, as cheap as £250 and up to 7000 quid got you a really big house. So she went out and bought houses, bought cars, had husbands, all the rest of it. And that's what people do, even though the bank offer you all the advice under the sun. They say, listen, uh, let's teach you how to, to manage your money and you've got it for the, for the rest of your life. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't want that. Don't want to go out and buy the house. So they buy the house. So she bought the house, bought something for her parents. She had a, a, a nasty piece of work for a boyfriend at the time and he got some money and everything. And then gradually the money's whittled down. And before you know where you are, you're a bit like that stupid bin man up north. That Mikey Carroll, that, uh, that ridiculous one who sort of won all the money and uh, really annoyed his neighbours. Luckily, most of it's gone. So I'm really delighted because I think people should have it taken away from them. So now it turns out in the Sunday papers, she says, yes, I admit I took cocaine. And I'm thinking, well, you're incredibly stupid. It's ridiculous. Um, apparently, Mylene Klass has uh, presented... Before, oh, we've got to take a break, have we? Has, has presented that programme before... Bleakly, they went on maternity leave. Oh, really? Oh, God. Well, she hasn't improved then, has she, at all? I'm doing a break. This bank holiday, give your home an inviting new... Steve Allen. Also looking today for the best-dressed dog in, uh, in Twickenham. It's, uh, they've got a competition. It'll be taking place outside the Fox, one of our favourite venues. In fact, actually, it's Sunday fun day today. So they've got lots of live music from 2 o'clock. They've got uh, some great local bands. I think in total, I think there's about seven local bands. So if you're not doing anything... Twickenham Church Street today. I think they've got the three, uh, the three musket betters, musket beers, sorry, uh, Red, the Desperate Ones, Clemza Villon, 
Villanova. I can't really, really I don't think this one, can I? Narc Drool and the Shudders, plus the best dress, dress dog competition at 5pm. Free entry, just turn up with your pet, dressed to impress. OK? Dressed to impress. So that's uh, Sunday's fun day in Church Street today. It's good news, isn't it? Anyway, trust you well. Had a good night last night. I was just asking. I wasn't sort of telling you about mine. I was just asking about your day. Because today's going to be good. If you're going to the Notting Hill Carnival, my advice is the same every year. Don't wear lots of jewellery. Don't take lots of money. Uh, hang on to the kids, because it's kids' day. So make sure that you know where they are at any one time. No running off, because there'll be lots of people out there on the streets. There'll be also lots of nasty people who'll be willing to ruin your day by stealing items from you. So just be very careful. Wherever there are crowds, just be aware. Just be aware. And if you're taking the kids... You know, don't take lots of money. Just take enough. Park well away from the venue. Uh, if necessary, go by public transport. And uh, you'll find all over Notting Hill, there'll be uh, lots of people selling you food. Some will look very hygienic. Some of it will look absolute rubbish. And, uh, and try and have a nice day. OK? We'll all keep our fingers crossed, I think. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, Steve, Yuri Geller, the very close and personal friend of Michael Jackson, not invited to his close friend's funeral, has once again been allowed to give his misplaced views on the death of his close personal friend. He now tells anyone actually listening how he was in the company of his close personal friend and sleeping in the same room as him just in case his close personal friend didn't wake up. Memo to the media. Let's not have Yuri Geller's views on this close personal friend Jackson and spoon-bending because this is the man who has a level of no shame. I totally agree, actually. I mean, to be honest with you... I don't think anybody's remotely into what Yuri Geller's got to say. He hasn't seen Michael Jackson for years. He knows nothing. You know, they had a, a brief friendship and then it all went uh, upside down, I'm afraid. But uh, frankly, I think the media must be... Perhaps, perhaps they just get people in. They go, who can be... Oh, let's get Yuri Geller. He's always good for a, one of those naff sound bites, I'm afraid. I don't, I don't like it, I'm afraid. Steve, all the gullible viewers and Cole who cry when contestants mention a dead relative, I blame Cowell. It's very simple. All he has to say from now on is no more sob stories. But that, that is it, isn't it? That's, that's, that's what the whole programme is based on, and that's why the Peter Kay programme was just so funny. Because the, the characters in there, th- two of them were in wheelchairs. One of them, is, his gran had just died. <laughs> and that, that, that put him back in the programme. I mean, all sorts of things going on in it. But it was just very cleverly done. And now you get people on there and they go, OK, what are you singing for? Singing for my wife. What happened? She died about a year ago, but it was her dream to see me on the... You know, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm sick to death of it. I'm bored with it now. I like watching the programme, don't get me wrong. But the moment they go on about, oh, well, here is my tragedy, I think, the whole audience should hold up those big thumbs that they used to do for the, uh, for the gladiators thing. Uh, Boo! Get off! Rubbish! We don't care! Not interested in your family. We're interested in can you sing? Also, memo, t- memo to... Is it JLS? Is that the little boy band? Uh, Aston, dear... You know, it's very sweet going out to nightclubs because we know you're bored because you don't have a tour because you've actually got to sing and dance and that should prove to be a little bit of a problem for most of you. But uh, keep going out to nightclubs. It's not the best way to start a pop career. You don't see Boyzone, do you, and Westlife in nightclubs all the time. You don't get them standing propping up bars and stuff like that and having rows with girlfriends or boyfriends. You know, that doesn't happen, does it? That really doesn't happen. Although it was actually nice to see... Louis Walsh and um, Stephen Gately on the uh, the haunting programme the other day, which was quite nice actually. Oh, bet they had the willies put up them. Uh, dreadful, it really was. One of those scary little programmes. <laughs> oh, he just doesn't care this morning, does he? Anyway, so and then I was I was thinking as I was watching JLS again in another nightclub again, you know, with girls' stories, and I'm thinking. This isn't, you don't see Paul Potts, do you, in a nightclub staggering out or anything like that. You don't read stories about Paul Potts. Why? Because he's getting on with his career. 
Now, I realise for JLS there are very few programmes that you've not been on, you know, unless you're going to do perhaps some of the religious programmes. But to be honest, with, with your track record so far, it's not looking promising. But my advice is stay out of nightclubs, concentrate on a career. It's very sweet when people want to take your, your picture, but it's not going to get you work, OK? It really isn't. So that, that's my advice to you. Uh, Steve, spot on about the, uh, the sob factor. Great interview with Alan. Steve! Steve! Alan! Alan! Steve! I just love that. I just, I, it just, just makes me laugh. Steve, I think that you and Judge Judy would make a great team, running both the UK and the USA at the same time. I tell you, I'm a bit sick of this, uh, this Edward Kennedy stuff, you know, as if he's some saint. You know, I mean, frankly, the man wasn't, I'm afraid. Let's not get it wrong. And now it emerges as well that uh, Jack Straw's been writing letters. I told you there was something to do with this Lockerbie bomb, and it just wasn't quite right. Something something wasn't quite right there. Uh, Jan says, I hope I win more than £25 on the premium bonds. Oh, I'd love to. Do you know there's lots of unclaimed money on the premium bonds? Come on, hands up who's actually got any premium bonds. Just me again, just me. I don't know why we've got them. I think years ago, for birthday presents, people bought us premium bonds. I don't think we... I think my brother's got them all. I mean, he actually could have won a million, but, but I'm told if you want to win a million, you need to hold, I think, £20,000 worth of bonds to be in with it. Because I've had ours since, you know, since the year dot. Must have had them since the 50s. And, uh, and it just has nothing. I, think, I don't even think we won 25 quid. I think Ernie's overlooked us. But if you've got £20,000 worth, most of the million-pound winners are holding £20,000. Oh, I knew there was something I was going to tell you this morning. I don't know if you remember uh, a guy called Simon D. Simon D, years ago, on the television, was the biggest chat show host ever on, on British television. And uh, he interviewed everybody. He was young, he was trendy, he was very good-looking. And then his chat show finished on the television. For I can't remember for what reason, because my memory's not that good going back that far. But anyway, uh, Simon then just disappeared, became a recluse. Uh, somebody offered him, a, uh, offered him a job on radio, I think uh, a radio station in Reading offered him a job years and years ago, and uh, his nerves got the better of him, so he didn't go back to it. Well, he's, there's a story in the paper today, in fact, it's running in most of the papers, that he's dying. He's actually got um, terminal cancer, and uh, his, his friends, have, he's about 74, I think, 72, 74, and his friends have said he's literally only got a few more days left. But, I mean, he was huge in this country... He was the biggest chat show host. Everybody wanted to be on Simon D's programme. D-Time, I think it was called. But uh, the end not far away for him. It's a shame, really, because it, I think it was his nerves that, uh, that actually got him in the long run. Tony says, do you think that John Sargent looks like Joe Brand? I don't know. I mean, I just... I just, I don't get it with John Sargent. I, I mean, I really, perhaps I'm the only one. People are going, oh, wasn't he funny on the, uh, the dance? No, I thought he looked like an idiot. I think just he looked like a stupid man who was just, just ridiculous. So when he turned up on the one show, and then somebody, in fact, it was one of you, who said, um, oh, look, you know, you, you need to watch him because he's so bad. I had no idea just how bad he was. He might be great at doing little 30-second pieces to camera about Parliament and stuff like that, but when it comes to actually presenting a programme, very poor, I'm afraid. Phil says, Edna, run over by tractor. Will Dirk go on the X Factor? Quite possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, Steve, how old is Alan coming? I saw him on the one show and John Sargent said to him, how do they understand your Scots accent? And Alan said, pardon? Which is quite good. <laughs> yeah, he, he told me about his, uh, his, uh, his appearance on the one show. Uh, another one here. They need to up the, uh, the premium bond prizes. The maximum holding is 30,000. 
they're always the ones who win. They're always the ones who win. People have got 20... You can't hold 30,000. 20,000 is the most you can hold, I think. Um, Another one here. Is Ronnie Biggs dead yet? No. Of course he's not. You know, we all read the papers. Uh, Steve, it's not just Essex boys who bear nearly all. Some years ago, when working for a famous gift experience company, I had to visit an extreme sports festival full of 18-year-olds too scared to try out the sport, but all stripped to the waist. Where, where was this play? Where was it? I've been to one of these things before. You know where they sort of... It's, they do... Um, at the fun fair, they always have a boxing machine. It's this thing where you get the kid and they say, hold that for us, love. You know, hold, hold my sort of uh, toffee apple. And they go, bang. And then if, if you're lucky, this thing goes, beep, 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 and it flashes all the lights and all the rest of it. And, I'm, and of course, all, all the little boys stand around watching the slightly bigger boys doing this. I don't even bother. There's no point in embarrassing yourself, I always think. I'm just too worried. It would just go, wah, 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 wah. So I didn't think I'd bother at all, you know. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, Maggie says, uh, are we allowed to take part in your How Low competition? I know listeners outside the LBC area are not counted in your ratings, but can we take part in the How Low? Certainly can. Oh, yes, anybody can take part, as long as you're over 16. If you're over 16, you can definitely take part, which is good. Uh, right. Quickly whiz through a few more of these, actually. Uh, at least you're not in the middle of the carnival this year. That is true, actually. For that, we are grateful. And I'll tell you, the only reason I was grateful is the rubbish. The rubbish. In the back of our last building, in the early hours of the morning, the float would arrive. I mean, it was generally some huge Arctic, you know, and they would... I mean, they never sort of did them up that. They just sort of stuck a load of people on there with T-shirts on, banging out drums and everything. And they seemed to start very early. And I, don't, I didn't mind that bit. It was their inability to actually, you know look after their own rubbish. They would literally throw glass bottles off these floats. The road was littered in glass. Glass, half-eaten chicken. Oh, just disgusting. Absolutely awful. So I'm quite glad that I don't live in Notting Hill. And, uh, and I don't remember... And, and, and I don't... Uh, I don't sort of miss the carnival in any way, shape or form. I never actually went to it. It kind of came to us. I never actually w- went, went to the thing. Well, I, well, we did do the ill-fated LBC comes live from the Notting Hill Carnival, you'll remember. Myself and Therese Birch did it. It went down in LBC's memory as one of the worst outside broadcasts we've ever done. And for those people who, who haven't heard the story, I shall tell you very briefly uh, that Therese Birch and I, because she used to do the Fix-It phone-in and uh, Jelly Bone, she's done loads of other programmes. Actually, I saw her only a short while ago. She, uh, she and I were, were, were contracted to present a two-hour programme from the Notting Hill Carnival. I think it was two hours, and it was live. And they said, listen, we'll, we'll take, take the radio car out, you just turn up, the car will go par, you, you chat to people, and all that. so, so we, we start chatting. And I think we went on air at 12. Half, there's loads of people walking past us, we're sort of chatting away, looking forward to the Notting Hill Carnival, yeah, looking forward to the Notting Hill Carnival. And the radio car's in position, the aerial's up, and it's all tuned in, and, and it's all going really well, and it gets to sort of one o'clock, and we still haven't seen hide nor hair of the carnival. We've seen, we've seen loads of people, and they're all going to Carnival, and I'm thinking, well, they better get their skates on, because we were told it sort of kicks off at about one o'clock-ish. So it'll be just right, it'll pass in front of us, and we'll get, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes of great radio. And, and, it, and, and we sort of stood there, and, and no Carnival. We could hear the Carnival, we just couldn't see it. And the reason we could hear it, but couldn't see it, is because we were in the wrong blasted road. We, we were a road away from it. Everybody else saw it. We didn't. This is LBC. 
It's Sunday Breakfast, LBC 97.3, and the time now, 8.30. Oh, don't rain, please don't rain today. I've just had the car washed. I like it when it's all nice and shy. Don't, please, please don't let it rain. Let's have a bit of sunshine in the way of the sports news now. No speedos, but we'll deal with that in a second. <laughs> it's Russell Hargreaves. Thanks very much indeed, Steve. Arsenal's unbeaten start to the season has come to an end. They lost 2-1 at Manchester United yesterday evening and had a late equaliser ruled out by the linesman. Manager Arsene Wenger was sent to the stands late on for kicking a bottle of water when the goal wasn't given in frustration. And Wenger thinks the referee was somewhat heavy-handed with that decision. I don't know what to say. 30 seconds to go. He told me to go in the stand. There was no way to get in the stand just because I kicked the bottle of water. I didn't say a word to anybody. And it was quite a good kick. Well, it's Chelsea, though, who are top of the Premier League this morning after a 3-0 win against Burnley at Stamford Bridge. Manager Carlo Ancelotti happy with how his players have started the campaign and he's also ruled out bringing any further players in before the transfer window shuts. He says that includes Bayern Munich star Frank Ribery. In today's finished market, uh, no problem. We, we, stay, we stay very well with this player. I, I don't want to change and, and we don't want to, to, to take other players. So it's Chelsea top of the table with Tottenham now second. They've also made it four victories from four thanks to Aaron Lennon's 95th minute winner against Birmingham City. As for West Ham, they drew 0-0 at Blackburn Rovers yesterday. Fulham are in action later this afternoon. They're away to Aston Villa in one of three Premier League matches today. England's cricketers are busy preparing to resume their rivalry with Australia. It's in the first of two 2020 internationals at Old Trafford. That's underway at 2.30. Or Giancarlo Fisichella starts on pole position for the Force India team in a big shot at the Belgian Grand Prix. That race underway in the Ardennes Forest at one o'clock. Both British drivers, though, struggling in qualifying with Jensen Button 14th on the grid and Lewis Hamilton 12th. That'll be C97.3. That's more sport from me in an hour's time. Just a quick question. Who was the man talking, the, the foreign-sounding man? That was, so that was um, Carlo Ancelotti, the Chelsea manager. Does he do compare the market.com <laughs> compare the meerkat.com? <laughs> Maybe he could. He sounded very similar to He's not Lithuanian, is no, he? No, he's actually Italian. Is he? Uh, I'm sure. Can we just hear him again? Just uh, a little bit. Because yes, at one point he actually says market. Yes. And I immediately thought he's doing the meerkat in today's advert. Finish a market. <laughs> market. <laughs> no problem. Do the market. <laughs> in today's finish a market. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? I was itching to find out if he, was, if he started doing adverts part time. It could be another. I'm sure he ends. Probably enough from being Chelsea boss not Does to he? have to moonlight. I would have thought he's probably doing okay. Every time I read about how much footballers earn, and there's another one today whose sister has gone missing, and it turns out she, they say, is an illegal immigrant. He earns £40,000 a week. That's nothing. Uh, well, I, I, so yeah. I gather. John Terry, I think, is on about £150,000 a week. Is this every week? Every week. And had he gone 000? to Manchester City, they were offering him in excess of £200,000 a week, which would have been a record. Nearly a million pounds a month. Mm. Dick, for kicking a bit of leather. Mm. Well, I think it's synthetic leather these days. If I'd but, been yeah. butcher at school, you know, I could have been doing that. I might not be sitting, I might be kicking a ball. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. When did it start going going ridiculous? I'd I mean, say it never it used to be. Probably since it's been the Premier League from the kind of the early to mid-90s has been a gradual progression. I think it's ever since also these kind of billionaire owners have been getting involved with money to burn the Abramoviches and the yeah. guys at Man City now. It's kind of it's escalated a lot in, in the recent sort of ten years. 200, God, nearly 200,000, that's quite frightening, isn't it? Mm. That is a lot of money. 
What do they do with it? The time uh, they bought the well. house. I mean, what do they do? Are they all very good at investing in business, or I think some are probably better than others. Steve, yeah. I was at the uh, ch- the Tottenham tra- training ground on Friday for Harry Redknapp's press conference. Some of the cars that the drivers, uh, the players, yeah. have got in the car park. I've just seen Harry Redknapp's house. He lives down on Sandbanks. He does. He does. On the South I've coast, seen it yeah. down there. Um, lots of souped-up Range Rovers, sort of blinged-out Range Rovers. Really? Lots of the players invest in those. One of them's got a pink blinged-out, blinged-out up Range a Rover. Pink yeah. Range. Hmm. Who would have a pink Range Rover? Which one's that? <laughs> I'm just trying to think who it is. Uh, it m- I'm not sure. I can't quite remember, but there is a pink, pink. one. Pink? Uh, lots of orange and yellow trim on the Range Rovers, lots of big Ooh. hubcaps, and also lots of Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Jaguars. You Isn't it funny? No. Isn't it funny? How the other half lives, Steve. Well, yeah, but I'm still worried about a pink one. What does that tell you? Because <laughs> I was t- actually, strangely enough, we were talking earlier on to Alan Cumming about, about gay people in, in, in general in, in theatre, but... Very rarely in sport do they sort of pop up. Mm. And I'm sure there must be gay premiership footballers. I think there probably are, yeah. yeah. Do you have any names? <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. I've got yeah. one or two ideas. Yes, I've also got some ideas as well. But it's funny, but they, they would never come out. I mean, are, are no. they, is it openly known within football that there are gay footballers? I would say so, yeah. Really? Yeah, I would oh say Lord. so. Makes that West Ham game seem a bit rough. I'm not surprised <laughs> the players went scuttling off the pitch the other day, which is all terribly... And also the other person, talking of sportsmen, mm. uh, Joe Calzaki's in the paper. Depending on which one you read today, he's either back with his girlfriend or he's not with his girlfriend. Okay. And one of the other... Co- on, he's going to be on the old reality show, isn't he? Yeah, having there. said only a month before, if ever I'm on a reality show, <laughs> shoot me. So uh, we're <laughs> taking you out later today, Joe. But he's, he's obviously bored. Somebody said he was bored because... He's been a boxer. Now he's retired at thirty-seven. What does he do? Sit at home. Yeah, he's play, he plays on the com- uh, computer games with his young child. Apparently, he can't do that all. Day. No, you can't do that all can't. time. All no, day. no, no, not for the next sort of fifty years. Absolutely yeah. not. So reality show. Here we come. Exactly. And he might have a new girlfriend, or he might not have a new girlfriend. Either way, he probably looks better in speedos than Russell does. Because we didn't. Well, I bet he does. He, he's. Well, I mean, he, I didn't live up on the bet of two weeks ago. You didn't, did you? After you referred to me as being chunky. Is that why you didn't? You decided not to wear the speedos. Today? Well, I tried to, you know, try and get myself in trim for you, but I'm, I'm not confident. Yes, but we yet. haven't got that long. <laughs> oh. my, my career could finish soon. <laughs> I might not be sitting. It could be robots doing this. All right, you here next week? I am indeed. Yes. Oh, blimey, as well next week. You're not here tomorrow, are you? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, yeah. Yes, same shift, morning. Good. Oh, are you? Yeah. I thought Phil, so. Phil, Phil Black is not. He's doing the here. afternoon, being a bank holiday. Ah, right. Bank holiday. Oh, right. So you'll, you'll need to do a horse racing tip. Yes, tomorrow. Yes, I will get one ready oh, for excellent. you. Oh, excellent. So speedos tomorrow. You never know. Okay, we look forward to that. If you ask nicely, I'll think about it. Oh, okay, I'll send you a text message. I haven't got his phone number. I'll just say I'll tend because otherwise people think you know. <laughs> I know all these celebrities. Russell, thank you. Thanks, mate. See you a little bit later. It's Russell Hargreaves. So uh, forty thousand. Oh, I can't believe it. I should have been should have been playing football. I think a long time ago. Trouble is, I never actually got into it. We were watching football in the pub last night. Dull, 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 dull. Go now. Go now. It's my wife's birthday, Steve, on Sunday, so please wish Jackie a very happy birthday. Unfortunately, and to her annoyance, her annoyance, my birthday present has yet to be delivered. So a birthday wish from her favourite LBC presenter will brighten her day. But unfortunately, he's not here, so can you do it? If you could mention that between 8 and 9.15, we'll be grateful, as we're having a very busy day, starting with the weekly shop, then a walk and afternoon tea by the river in Marlow, followed by dinner in Old Beaconsfield with the family. Kind regards and many thanks, says Stephen. So, many happy returns of the day, Jackie. I hope you have a lovely, lovely day. I mean, there are things that you... I like the idea of a walk along the river. Take an umbrella, though, if the weather forecast is to be believed. Although, at the moment, in Leicester Square, we've got brilliant sunshine. Absolutely. It's, it looks gorgeous out there. It really does look gorgeous. Um, thank you as well to Dave Hayes. Apparently, Dave and I were talking last night. Not a clue. Not a clue. I don't know these things. No, I do remember, actually. So I'll probably catch you later on for the uh, the dog competition. 
uh, outside the the Fox or inside the Fox. Lots of live music in Church Street in Twickenham today from two. We're practically getting to the end of August now. Very autumnal. Very autumnal. And uh, another one here. Oh, it's a question for Darren. If you've got a question for Darren, and I, I only advise you to do it now because you know that every time he comes in, the time we've had a chat, we generally get through about 20 of your uh, questions. OK, so quickly, quick, quick, quickly, quickly, uh, send them to steve at lbc.co.uk. Better if you do it on email, then we'll print them off and we'll give them to him so he can start ploughing through them as soon as he gets in, OK? So if you've got a, a question for Darren about your computer or a piece of equipment or something you're not sure about, your computer's not doing the right thing or it's not showing you this or it's not showing you that, get those questions in quickly. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Tony says the only part of taking cocaine that's sillier than doing drugs in the first place is handing over money for a wrap of powder that's certainly worth less than 10% of street value. Well, they, it's because it's, it's called cut down, isn't it? So what they do is, I mean, you never ever get pure cocaine. It's always going to be mixed down with whatever they mix it down. I don't know, baking powder or something like that. So you're right. It's, it's always mixed down. The, the person who makes the money is the person who cuts it to sell on the streets. You know, £10 worth of pure cocaine could probably make quite a few hundred pounds, I would think. That's why there's so much money in it. Um, Amanda says, Peter Kay's parody of The X Factor really nailed the sob stuff. Remember R. Kelly? That's our Kelly. I, I, I loved it. I thought that was so... I can watch that time and time again. Very sad to hear about Simon D. Yes, I thought so too. Uh, Warren says, just to say that Alan Bennett's famous sex romp, Habeas Corpus, is the next production from the award-winning St Mary's Drama Group at Hampton Hill Playhouse, which is very nice, from Wednesday the 23rd to Saturday the 26th of September. Bob Dilly who was the first drummer of the legendary 60s downliner sectors assembled a talented cast, which includes Gina Way of the Eel, Ply, Eel Pie Club in the role of Mrs Muriel Wickstead. Gina joins past Swan Award winners and two current Swan Award nominees to bring out the latest production of this very funny Alan Bennett play. Tickets are £10 and can be booked in advance from the box office. That's the Hampton Hill Playhouse and it's Alan Bennett's habeas corpus. Always also today... Oh, there's another one as well. I completely forgot. And oh, we've got another one, actually, because this is from Brian Smith who says, can you give mention to uh, my wife and I, Sharon and Brian Smith, it's our fifth anniversary. I played hard to get and she waited 15 years whilst we walked down the aisle. She's a great woman and I love her very much indeed. So there you go, Brian and Sharon, who said, I can't wait for the next Queen's Theatre date. We've been to all of them. Yes, we haven't got a date at the Queen. Perhaps we should do a, we should do a date at the, uh, at the Queen's Theatre. Perhaps we need to get something sorted out very quickly. Uh, Brenda says, I can't wait for you in the morning. I love people with caustic remarks. Thank you very much indeed. And I didn't see Karen come dine with me yesterday afternoon. I'm, I've only just caught up with Coronation Street, strangely. Strangely. Um, somebody says, I bought one of the halogen ovens you recommended. Where do I get a cookbook? There is no cookbook. There's, there's one that comes with it, and that's about, that's about as far as it goes, I'm afraid. Uh, Gary. Morning, Gary. Love his YouTube video. Rainy Austria. He said, I can smile about it now. Can you tell I was being sarcastic about being abandoned to fend for myself whilst my now ex-partner was out shopping in a rather dreary town in Austria on a rather rainy day? I think Austria's a bit like here. It rains there as much. And when it rains, it rains and rains and rains. The Austrians don't go out. Uh, Joy's the one who uh, enjoyed Alan Cumming. He was uh, our guest on In Conversation. Uh, Murray and John... Say, uh, I've just heard on the radio that a group calling themselves Contain Christmas have threatened charity shops, Oop North, that there will be reprisals if they sell Christmas cards or decorations before November the 1st. Can we please have mince pies tomorrow? See, I love it. I, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, I, I bought Christmas crackers. And they went, you what? I bought Christmas crackers. They went, you haven't really. I said, I have, absolutely, I have. 
And I bought one of these, you know, I've had topper mattresses before. Maybe this uh, company in Epping, which are very, very good. And I know a number of you bought them as well. And, um, and it, it just sits on top of your mattress, so it, it moulds to fit the contours of your body. It's got its work cut out in my case. But anyway, so I go down to Costco yesterday, and I bought the whole mattress now. But I, I just about got it up the stairs, because it, it weighs a tonne, but it's, it's rolled. So they've obviously, it's, and they do say, when you actually cut open the plastic, brace yourself, because this thing is now going to assemble itself. It, it's a bit like, you know, you take out this little plastic thing, next thing you've got a fully inflatable lifeboat in the sitting room. So you've got to be very careful with this thing. So I've now got to take the mattress off the bed, get rid of the mattress on the bed, put this new one on there, leave it for a few hours, and it goes up to a depth of, I think, about six or seven inches. So I'm quite looking forward to that, as you can imagine. <laughs> it's been a long... Anyway, so it's... It'll be, we'll put it out in the bedroom. Then I don't know what to do with the toppers. Do I put the toppers on top of the mattress, or do I get rid of the toppers as well? Because I've got two. So when I sort of jump onto my bed, I kind of sink into the middle. It looks like a giant meringue. And then I sort of, you know, then slowly rise, like a behemoth from the waves. It's quite interesting to watch. And I've got the pillows as well. So I had to buy it yesterday... But I can't, uh, I can't quite at the moment. I don't know where to put the first one. I'll have to put it in the bathroom while I'm getting the first mattress out. And then get rid of that. And then take it out. There. But it weighs a tonne. The box is on wheels that it comes in. It's actually on wheels. And it was really cheap. I thought it was cheap for one of these uh, memory foam mattresses. It was £194. Now, I've seen them on the television for about 280 and that's And that's on the, 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 uh, the cheap channel, the shopping channels. So, there you go. Uh, oh, I must tell you about, in a moment... The Lady Ratlings. They have a, a showbiz summer fair this afternoon. Well, actually, it's, it's, yeah, it starts at lunchtime. So details coming up in a moment, because we want to send you to that. And we want to send you to Church Street. We want you to support the Fox. And we want you to stay listening to LBC. And we want you to have to go at my how low as well. So many things to remember. Let's have a check on the roads with Gary King. Many thanks. Uh, the motorway is the M2 coastbound in Kent. Still got a lane closed there. Morning, everybody. Twelve minutes to uh, nine. Michael says, what happens in the Howlow auction if there's no unique lowest bid? But there always is. It's, it's just physically not possible for there never to be one, so there always is one. There is always a unique lowest bid. Always, always, always. It's not possible for, for there never to be one. There's always going to be one. Because it's not possible for everybody to use up every single number combination in the entire universe. <laughs> so there's always going to be one. It's as simple as that. Uh, Gary says... I love the picture, actually. He says, uh, I'm making the most of my day off with breakfast al fresco, if you can count yum-yums and coffee. Are yum-yums, are those things that look like doughnuts? Are they sort of, sort of long, round type, long, round type things? They're sort of, and they're covered in sugar, aren't they? So I'm waiting for the garden centre to open to get some plants for my newly updated patio. I was having a clue what to get. Well, you're kind of coming to the end of summer, so... They'll be putting all their winter stuff out now. So, in fact, no point in planting anything with flowers in if you're about to head into the winter. So most of it will be uh, will be outdated, unless you're going to get something that's going to be evergreen. But uh, tr- try that. Try that. Go and ask them. They'll, they'll always give you advice. Go and find somebody. Don't ask any of the children there, because the children don't know anything. Ask some of the experts. You'll always find one. Uh, Noreen says, can you tell Jan to keep smiling? Wish Hooray better soon. Hope the dog show goes well. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. All right, now, I must mention this one. This is for your diary for today. If you're at a loss as to what to do and you want to go and help raise some money, you want to have a look round uh, a showbiz summer fair, the one today is the Lady Ratlings showbiz summer fair. It's being held at Streatham Common South at a place called Rosswyn. Streatham Cop- Common South at Southwest 16 3BT. Doors open at 12 noon 
Admission only 50p. It's too cheap. Anna Karen, best known for Olive and on the buses, and of course from uh, Peggy Mitchell's sister Sal in EastEnders, will open the event. Uh, the order is an all-female organisation of theatre professionals, actors, producers, agents, casting directors, and they raise money through their charity, The Cup of Kindness. OK, so if you want to go along, they've got knickknacks, kitchenware, home produce, shoes, hats, jewellery, raffle, tombola, and a bottle stall. And a bottle stall always goes down very well. So that's the place to go today. And it's Rosswyn, R-O-S-W-Y-N, Streatham Common South, Southwest 16, 3BT. And it starts at 12 noon. So go down there and support them, OK? They would love to see you. Uh, please wish my wonderful wife Zoe a very happy birthday for tomorrow. We're all big fans and listen all the time. All our love to my wife and great mum to Olivia and Lucy. And that's from Andy in Wellin. So uh, many happy returns of the day, Zoe, for tomorrow. Should be nice. I love that. Rose says, compared the Mirkat.com. Brilliant. I know. It was that bloke, wasn't it? It was a football bloke. Compared the Market.com. Compared the Mirkat.com. Compared the Girlfriend.com. <laughs> Just you can go on forever and a day. OK, well, we'll do that. If you send in your questions to me now for Darren, we will print them off. And, uh, and then we can, we'll, we'll get through them as, as quick as possible. OK. And then somebody did write to me, actually. Actually, I'll mention this uh, to Darren later, because it was, it was somebody who... We, and we, we've told people a million times. We can't tell people any more about the cleaner. And we've said, if you follow the link uh, only uh, on my show or on my thing, don't follow the link to see cleaner anywhere else, because poor old Malcolm got caught out. We did warn you about it. So, you know, we can't warn you any more times, Malcolm. And Sea uh, Cleaner is excellent. Unfortunately, you downloaded a scam version. It cost you 114 quid. We've been telling you for four weeks, you know, quite clearly not listening properly. So next time, wash ears out, OK? We've told you, if you download it from Google or anywhere else, it's a scam product. They will take money from you. Uh, but, of course, you have to input the details. And we said before, it's free. You don't need to pay at all. So you were the only one who got caught out, I'm afraid, on that one. Everybody else heeded our advice. And uh, everybody very happy, OK? Very happy. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, somebody says Simon D. died yesterday. Really? Well, it's in the paper today, saying that he's got days to live, and they've got a quote today. So we shall, we shall check, actually. We shall get somebody next door to have a quick check on the internet uh, on it. Uh, another one here from, uh, from Ron, who says, You were talking about uh, a favourite gadget of yours, a kind of light which projects stars onto the ceiling, costing about 200 quid. £129, and it's from... A company called I Want One of Those. I Want One of Those dot com. Okay, so uh, you can check that out on the internet. They'll be on the internet. I think it's either dot com or dot co dot uk. And it's a projector. They also sell it down at the Science Museum. And what it does, I think, it's a little laser in there, and it's it's got a, a blue filter which makes it look a bit like the Milky Way, and then it projects hundreds of little green stars, which these little pinpoints of light which move. Some of them go very fast. Some are very. It's quite. It's quite hypnotic quite hypnotic so i want one of those dot com okay that's the one you're uh, you're looking for 84850 uk or 84850 according to wikipedia says andrew simon died yesterday i wouldn't believe a word that wikipedia says to be honest with you i really wouldn't it can be changed uh really um very easy very easily uh james says can you tell what happened to uh, certainly he was never a presenter on this station and uh, the presenter you're asking about, uh, James, is a, is a crook. I'm afraid he cheated a children's charity. He set up a children's charity and systematically robbed it, I'm afraid. So uh, we never utter his name at all. Uh, Steve, you keep going on about the halogen oven. For two days I've tried to buy one, couldn't get one anywhere. 
Well, you have to go to Amazon, don't you? I bought one on Amazon. Got loads on there. Uh, another one here. Uh, it's, uh, eight for eight. Oh, Michael from Snug Memory Foam. There you go. He says, we don't normally recommend... See, I knew he'd know. I knew he'd know. He says, we don't normally recommend placing a memory foam top on top of a memory foam mattress. The best total thickness of the memory foam layer is between 50 and 100 millimetres. Any less and you won't feel the benefits. Best density, between 50 kilograms to 75. Best thickness of memory foam, 50 to 100 mm. Good quality covers do not produce excess heat. Michael from Snug Mattress, thank you. Nice man. We like him a lot, actually. This thing's an halfway a ton, though, but it changed my sleeping habits. But you're quite right about the heat thing. Quite right about the heat thing. I bought a pillow the other day, and it said, it, again, it was a memory foam-type um, pillow, but it said also it didn't make you get very hot, because I tended to find on one of mine, I got really hot with this thing. And I suppose it would, because it, it's the density, isn't it? But uh, nice to know you're listening this morning, down there in Epping. Actually, I'm not even sure if my family are back yet. I must say, I'm sure they're back from their holidays. Burnt to a crisp, I should imagine. Burnt to a crisp. So, Notting Hill Carnival kicking off today... And uh, this one, let's hope there's, uh, hope it, it goes off well. But it's Children's Day, so there's not too much to worry about. They've got all sorts of people there. I don't know why. I think, now, I can't remember if Ken Livingstone was the one who was saying he'd love to move it into a field somewhere. He was, wasn't he? And I, think he'd, I don't think he's, uh, he's changed his mind on that. Move it to Hyde Park. Because I don't think you need it through the streets of Notting Hill. You ask anybody who lives in Notting Hill, but one woman goes on holiday. In fact, quite a number of people go on holiday. They go away for the weekend that it's on. Because they, they come back to find people urinating in their garden. Some woman lives in a basement flat. She opened the door to find people urinating against her, her wall. I mean, just absolutely unbelievable. It does attract, I'm afraid, an awful lot of the wrong type of person, I'm afraid. Oh, another one there. We're, we're, any questions that come in for Darren, we'll print them off. Um, we will send them off. Uh, we're not sure about Simon D yet. As I say, it's just because it's on Wikipedia. I don't believe a word on Wikipedia, I'm afraid. I've never believed anything on Wikipedia for, for ages. Yes, we, we, actually, we actually say that he's still alive. So if somebody's put that up on Wikipedia, shame on them. Very nasty. Uh, right, we will do the papers. You know, the only thing I've not done this morning is, is the papers. If only because I thought I would save them for a little bit uh, later on. Because, to be honest with you, there ain't a great deal in them today, apart from Jordan looking a bit ridiculous, wearing a pink outfit. I mean, really, how to look crummy, how to look really naff. Uh, George Clooney has been left hamstrung by spooky fans offering to put him in touch with his dead pet pig. People have contacted him. Oh, I can put you in contact with, with your pig and all this. And these people are balmy, I'm afraid. Balmy balmies. And uh, shame, they say, today on um, Jack Tweed, who has uh, not bothered looking after Jade's grave. Uh, there's still no headstone. I don't know why it takes this long. I don't know how many months you have to wait for the ground to settle as the, as the coffin rots or whatever else, and it drops and they fill it in on the top. But uh, it's a bit unkempt. And he should be looking after it. Of course, he managed to uh, prop himself up at the V Festival, plank that he is. Still drinking to get over, aren't you, Jack? I know, it's a, it's a dreadful thing. So uh, we wish you well there. Oh, Charlotte says, yes, we are back. We'll talk to you later. God, that's like being summoned to school, isn't it? We are back and we will speak later to you. OK. I might have to drive down to go and see them tomorrow, actually. Because today, as I say, there's so many different things to do. So at least you're all back in one piece. Jones family, so that's good news. And hopefully your tans have lasted a little bit uh, longer than Uncle Steve's tan last. My tans never last. I'm rubbish. I just don't tan, but they went to Sharm El Sheikh, and I think it was very, very hot. 84850, steve at Get those questions in for Darren very quickly. Then what we'll do is we'll, we'll print them off, and then we will... Um, 
We'll make sure he gets those first so we can whiz through them as quick as possible. Did you print all these ones off? They're all printed off, are they? Okay. Uh, quickly. Oh, I've lost my things now. Where have my things gone here? Uh, somebody else saying, at least you're not, uh, not going to worry about being in the middle of the carnival this year. It was impossible to get out. That was the only problem, because there were so many people trying to get out of Bramley Road. Oh, crikey. I can't begin to tell you. Uh, another one here. Um, da, 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 da. Have you now seen the Benefit Busters, says Lisa? I haven't. I keep missing the blooming thing. I've seen the trails for it, but, uh, but I haven't actually seen it. Somebody else talked about Wikipedia and saying, don't believe a word that you read on it. The answer is, no, we don't. It's generally changed by very stupid, ignorant people. The new award... Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast on LBC, the bank holiday weekend. Steve, oh, so I was just about to read something. It doesn't matter, actually. It just says, uh, if an even number of people enter the auction and by chance two people select each of the bids submitted, where's the unique bid? But it never works like that, you see. It never works like that. And they don't because there's always going to be... I mean, the bids go up to infinity. You're never going to get, you know, every single bid in the entire universe. You're just not. So it never happens, I'm afraid. Ha-ha. 84850. Steve at News is next. Here it comes. Morning, everybody. It's Sunday morning. Nice to be company. Tony says, my late aunt used to spend this bank holiday weekend with us every year in order to escape the mayhem of the Nottingham Carnival. I think everybody does, actually. Everybody does. It's just one of those things. Uh, Bill says, Kerry Katona says she'll be on the streets soon. Oh, she said she's going to be in the... She's also said, you watch in six months, I'll be on benefits. I thought, no, you won't. I'm going to make sure nobody pays you any money on benefits. Thank you very much. I'm not the amount of money that you've, uh, you've managed to get through. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, another one here, very quickly. Uh, back from Brighton, says Dom. And is Warren in the place, says Phil. Now, that I don't know. That I don't know. Um, Clive says, a good article in Gay Times on football this month. <laughs> Crikey. Oh, there you go. And, come on, I've got loads of these things I didn't get round to. Uh, Linda says, you were fabulous at the Middlesex show, though. Where's Therese Birch now? I think she's retired. I think she's retired. Jane's not retired. She's back with us. Good morning. Good morning. You're well. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Not too bad. I keep looking at the weather thinking... Well, they they keep saying it's going to rain later. I know. I'm going to a wedding. Are you? Yeah. Are you singing at a wedding? No, I'm not. Well, actually, later, I think we're supposed to. See, I told you. Jane Milligan, wedding singer. That's it. You do weddings. You do do weddings, Weddings, don't you? Weddings, funerals, bar mitzvahs. You don't. No, I don't. (laughs) Just weddings. Thank you. Just weddings. Oh, no, it's going to be raining. Do people have singers at funerals? Yeah, I've done that. Really? Yeah, only relatives. Oh. I've only sung at relatives' funerals. You just stand up and sing, or do they ask you to sing? I just make make them (laughs) let me sing. No, no, I... (laughs) <laughs> had a few good sings at funerals. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never understood why funerals are, are sort of miserable. Well, I mean, I understand why they're miserable. But, but strangely enough, it's the only time where people don't take photographs. No, I know. I do remember a friend of mine taking photographs of her mother's funerals because the, cof- the, the hearse was so stunningly really? beautiful. Yeah. I thought Michael Daimler. Jackson's coffin looked a bit flash. I quite like that. But the American coffins <laughs> are, are very blinged, aren't they? Whereas ours look quite quite dull by comparison. Theirs appear to be wide. I mean, big coffins. Wendy Richards had a lovely... Um, really? It was the, uh, like a casket, wasn't it? it was yes, a that's a casket. That's the deal. Where they sort of, the front bit lifts up. And well, then... it was a basket. It was made of baskets. Oh, was it? it had a big red ribbon round it. Oh, I don't it? like those. It was a bit more You know why? Than... Because they're, they're the... Um, environmental the environmental ones. ones. Just disintegrate they're easily. very difficult, though, to lift. 
I watched never, them. Never tried. I watched them bringing one out the other day because next door to my friend Michael's, there's a funeral director, and the mm. little alley down the side is where they bring them out from the, from the chapel, and they had one of these, and it they wobble from side to side. Yeah, well, there it is. There's someone in there, isn't there? That's the bit we're not I really know. good at. We're it's not... difficult. If, it, if it's a big person. Oh. It's even more difficult. We're just not very good with death in general, are we? No, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, I'm, they, they did a programme on death on the television a while ago, and they looked at all these different cultures, and it started with this, this couple who had their, their baby on the couch, who, had, who was dead, oh. and the other children, and, and he, he was kept there for a couple of days, and the children were coming and stroking him and, and thinking, oh, I'm not sure about that. No, I suppose that's a bit of a wake, really, kind of Irish Catholic kind of vibe, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was to try and get over the, the sort of shock it made them feel better, I suppose. Yes, we're not really trained for it at all. There's no, no education. I mean, religion is the only area where we could be educated. Did you see your, your, your dad after he died? I did. Oh, oh yeah. did you? I was with him as he died, and oh, I right. saw him as he was taken away. Ooh. Oh, that, well, that's not right. I nice. saw my mum after she died, and I didn't... I didn't... It just, just didn't do it for me at all, I'm afraid. No, there was no-one there, you mean? Well, it was just... I, I don't know, it just... I don't know. I, I can't really describe it. I'd seen loads, loads of dead people before. It didn't, it didn't sort of bother me seeing a dead person. It was a fact I just sort of thought... I don't know what I thought, actually. I just thought nothing. No. I didn't want to stand there and look at her because I didn't... Uh, she died, so there was nothing to do. No, I know. We're just not very good at it. Though, are We're not, are we? No. We're rubbish at it. I don't quite know how we did, could sort that out, really. I think it's in us. I, th- I think it's the kind of thing we just don't deal with. A bit frightened of it. Well, I- I've always wanted to die on air. People say Did I have you? many times. I've always wanted to, just, just to see how much uh, panic it would throw them into on the Nick Ferrari programme, because they'd have to get me out the studio, but they'd have to wait for the, for the, for the doctor to arrive. <laughs> so they'd have to prop me up in the corner and perhaps cover me with an anorak or something. Is this the, what you, you spend your time <laughs> thinking about? <laughs> well, I did think about it the other week. Dear. I don't know, really. Now, talking why. of, of mm. death and people passing, I, oh, yeah. I noticed that Ronald, Ronnie Biggs has suddenly made a remarkable recovery and is claiming that he's going to live for another two years. God moves in a mysterious way, doesn't <laughs> he? Amazing, Have you heard of anything it? like it? No, it's yeah. very amusing. Plus the guy, um, I, can, I cannot pronounce his name very well. Um, let me find it in the paper here. McGrahi, McGrahi, sorry. McGrahi. Oh, the bomber. The bomber, yeah. Yes. He's also making a miraculous recovery. Unbelievable, that one, isn't it? Terminal cancer, on his way out, dead in a few weeks. Nope, still, still living. Still with us. Yes. I, I reckon that's what they've done. I have predicted that he didn't have terminal cancer at all. I predicted they just wanted him out of the country, get him over there, lose him. In his own country, and we'll all forget about it. Footage on the news this morning, it was a real welcoming party that met him. Thousands of people cheering him off the plane. I mean, that that can't be going down very well with the families of the Americans that died on the Pan Am flight. Very very distasteful. Very distasteful. So there's two two men, I won't call them gentlemen, two men who are... Well, but for old Ronnie Biggs is just an old con artist. Looking so jolly in the paper today, so well. Soon, Ronnie, soon. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, he's out of prison and uh, having a nice time. In an old people's home? In an old people's home, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, but as you say, the papers are not exactly thrilling today, are they? But, you know, I, I, I looked through when I came in, yeah. as I do quickly, and I'm going, oh. it's all this, this girl in America... I know. ..who walked into the police station. And I'm finding that one a little bit peculiar. 18 years, and yet she, every week, the man who is her alleged abductor took her to go and see his social worker. It is a bizarre story. And she never said anything. No, but she was 11 when she was taken. When you're 11, you're very malleable as a person. Well, then what all of a sudden made it sort of then that she walks into a police station? Maybe she woke up. 
you know, I mean, you can be numb for years mm. through trauma and post-traumatic stress. Strange enough, he's he's already given an interview, but I know bizarre. See, the law from is different cell. in America from his cell. Right, yeah, yeah. They also claim that he might have butchered ten vice girls. They have claimed that. They yeah. claimed that. It so could now be they're searching three, the house next door, aren't they? And his father is saying that he was in a terrible accident when he was younger, and he was addicted to LSD for ten years. Well, that he's a lunatic, and he does look like a lunatic. But the the really strange part of the story is his wife. If you look at his wife, yeah, she's. Gone. Yeah. I mean, this woman is nuts. Well, look at Rose West. I mean, she went out with her husband and they enticed these girls back and did the most unspeakable things. Horror, horror, horror. You think, I wish somebody had taken you out in prison, Rose. I really do. Yeah. Uh, more on Kerry Katona. Loads She's, on Kerry I mean, loads Katona. on Kerry. Kerry, I tell you what, the, the one thing you need to learn is to keep your big fat mouth shut because your girls are old enough to read newspapers. If you seriously think that they're not reading this crap about you, then you're very stupid. Why don't you just go away? Do us all a favour. Go somewhere else. Go and start a new life. Go away. It's, go out the country. It is chilling, actually, her story. And I did have a look at this dreadful video of her snorting coke on, mm. on, on the News of the World website. Yeah. And it's, it's vile. It makes you feel very sick. But she's got children. She's got four children. Yeah. And t the two, two of them are very, very young as well. One is two, one is one. Yeah. And the trouble is with her, she blames everybody except herself. She's got a terrible drug problem, hasn't she? Well, I couldn't... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm really... F yeah, but, all right, have, have a drink. Go and get it sorted out. Stop wailing to the papers every time and taking your 30 pieces of silver, because I'm sick to death of it. And I had to struggle to remember what it was she became famous for, and I remembered she was in a band. She was a singer, wasn't she? Well... Strangely enough, she never actually recorded anything. Did she not? No, and she always said she, that she can't sing. And I think she's she's attempted a few times, but she she never sang on any of the hits. But just amassing this fortune, now what does she do? What, what, what actually it's all gone. Is she, well, what is she famous for, this woman? She's is... famous for being a drunk cokehead, I'm afraid. Yeah, so it's And that's sad. her claim to fame. Imagine, what, what a great claim to fame. And then she blames everybody else. And her little two babies are such dollies. I saw them on TV mm. once, and they were such little dollies, and I thought, this is a hellhole they're in. Pictures of her boyfriend or husband or fiancé, whatever he is, Mark. Husband. Is he a husband? Husband, yes. A cab driver. The aggression waste of space. on his face oh, he's, he's is nasty. vile. Yeah. It's horrific. So anyway, The trouble is, I've, I've got no sympathy for these people. You know, it's... Whatever. Sort whatever. It sort it out. I don't What with all of them? One of the reviewers today was talking about Jordan's silly little programme... Oh, uh, another you know, nightmare. Another nightmare where she plugged unashamedly her book coming out, her this, her that, her lingerie. I mean, Jordan, nobody gives a stuff about your love. We're all laughing ourselves stupid at you because you're such an idiot. It's amazing mm. how when people be become very famous and they isolate themselves, mm. Michael Jackson, for example, yeah. they lose complete touch with reality and what people actually are interested in and what the real genuine problems of the world are yeah. and why we're all here, yes. you know. Just chaos, utter chaos. Yeah. Michael Jackson is all over the papers this morning. Quite course, literally. It was, it was his birthday yesterday. Oh, and uh, hundreds of people gathered in Trafalgar Square and there's a big tribute, lots of people dancing, loads of trilby hats, oh. all that going on. And oh. he's going to be buried this week, I think it's Thursday, yeah. in a very, very private um, funeral with his family. And he's going to be buried in concrete and all this I don't, I don't know why. They're, they're worried somebody's going to dig him up. Oh, well, let's yeah. face it, he's, he's been on ice for God knows how long Ooh. now. I mean, to be honest with you, um, he must be going. This is going to be going on for, for ages, though, this, this drama with um, how he died. And his doctor is saying that he killed himself by topping up his medication in the middle of the night. In exactly the same way as, uh, as Elvis Presley. Yeah. All these people, when, when they get so big, they start demanding. 
I want, get me this drug, I've heard about this, get me that drug. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, so they had different doctors who got them different prescriptions. Because if it was one person getting for Michael Jackson, they'd be going, you know, I mean, they must have a database. You're not having all of that stuff, don't be so stupid. But it's rife, and it, it's rife with this community, isn't mm. it? You know, you got me Twittering in the first place. And yeah. I, and I d- found Elizabeth Taylor Twitters. Elizabeth Taylor? Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> it's well worth a look, but poor Elizabeth Taylor. Poor Elizabeth Taylor. Obviously in a similar condition. Yes. You yes, know, but the world's diamond. passed her by, hasn't it? Well, she's allowed it. She doesn't really need to get involved. She made some of the greatest movies we've we've ever had the pleasure of seeing. Actually, I just bought two movies. Today. Well, if I bought one, actually, which I had to get. Yankee Doodle Dandy. How did you buy that today? It was yesterday. It was delivered today. Oh, lovely. Delivered here today. But it's a new two-disc special edition. Fantastic. Only because people know James Cagney as you dirty rat. Whereas, in fact, most of the movies he made... He's a dancer. He was a dancer. A great dancer. Great, great oh. dancer. Song and dance man. Fantastic. So looking forward to that. Ah! Right. Brilliant. Short break. With travel, Gary King. Thanks. M25, M1, M40 all running well. The... Certainly is morning, everybody. Sunday morning, Notting Hill Carnival, Children's Day, so it should be relatively OK. Mm. And finishes at 6.30 this evening. So, as I've said before, if you're going down there, don't take too much money, don't take jewellery, you know, usual sort of thing. Don't take bags bulging over with stuff. Just take the bare minimum. Don't take the car. I've only been once and it's so crowded. Yeah. Oof. I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. It's too much for it's, me. It's not, not my sort of... I mean, I'm, I'm with Ken. Move it somewhere else out of a built-up area. Yeah, fields of Sa- green. Save all the people. Because all the people going to it, nobody lives there. No. All, all the posh people who live in Notting Hill Gate, they can't wait to get the heck out as quick as possible, I think. Little bit intimidating. Little bit intimidating. A little bit intimidating. Uh, don't forget, we have a How Low running today. It finishes on, uh, on this programme at 11 o'clock this morning. It's for an Acer laptop, mm. OK, which is very nice indeed. Preloaded with Windows Vista. It's got 160 gigabytes of hard drive. The lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So, you text Steve... Then your bid in pence and send that to treble eight two one. So Steve, then your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at eleven o'clock this morning. You must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. What Good about luck. Simon D? Did you know Simon D? Yes, he um, he he finished at the BBC and then he became reclusive. Oh, did he? His uh, his his bottle went. Oh. He just he didn't have. The nerve to go back. He, he was offered various radio jobs. Right. And, uh, and come the day, and he was supposed to have been there, he just didn't show up. Oh, what a shame. Oh, yes, he's, I see here. He, he, he was a bit whingy about it all towards yes. the end. Yes, yeah. He's 72, I think, or 74. Oh, really? Yeah, but he was big. I mean, D-time on yeah. the television. They, they filmed his racing car, his uh, sports car, going round the BBC car park. Oh, it did was they? the multi-storey car yeah, park. Yeah, I know it, yeah. And uh, they filmed his car going there with a couple of dolly birds sitting in the seat with him. Right. And he was just... It was a chat show. It was like sort of Russell Harty kind of thing. He was good-looking, blonde, and uh, got all the big guests on. Oh, And then it all just went... Went pear-shaped, as they say. Oh, <laughs> pear-shaped. Which is a bit of a shame. Bit of a shame. Um, the police are reviewing Brian Jones's death. Well, how many years is this? It's, it's a long time. It's <laughs> 40 years after his body was found floating in the bottom of the swimming pool. Good God, is it really? Yeah. Obviously, uh, he died um, apparently from drink and drugs, but they are now saying that he only had three and a half pints of lager on his body and his bodyguard killed him. Oh, yeah. is the bodyguard still alive? No, died. Oh, a few how years lucky ago. was that? Phew. And um, <laughs> bodyguard's girlfriend, who knew a lot, was mysteriously beaten up and left for dead. Oh God! Um, Why would anybody want to kill him? 
was a matter I'm of interest. I'm not I mean, quite was, sure. I never quite... I always thought he was sort of just a bit dippy. He knew things about the band. I mean, I, I don't know. Anyway, really? so if you were a fan of the Rolling Stones, anyway, Brian Jones' death has been... Because they were all such middle-class boys, weren't they? They really were, No, yeah. far, far from being this working-class band, which they portrayed themselves as, they were all very well-heeled, I think. Aren't you a bit, a bit of a shock about Oasis splitting? Yeah, um, I thought not it was really a surprise. No. Liam opened a clothing firm, and I think it was too much for Noel to bear. Really? <laughs> a clothing firm? <laughs> he has, do you really? know that? Yeah, no. he's got a whole line of fashion, which if you look at really? him, in all the papers, he's in lots of, yeah. of all the papers today, um, he's wearing his fashion. <laughs> Parkers, oh, Parkers, Parkers oh, nice shirts, there. cool trousers. I mean, it's obviously his missus has got him doing that. Yeah. You know? His hair's really... Very but they obviously don't. And, but they but they don't get on, do they? At all? Never have really. But Liam, if you've ever seen him in concert, he's such a fool. Really? Oh God! I mean, he's a great singer. Yeah. A real pop star, stunner. But idiot. Oh. Afraid so. Why? What? What? What makes him an idiot? Lack of. I don't know, he doesn't seem to have much of a brain going no, on. No. Well, know, I always thought that. I remember seeing him on the television, thinking, you know, that they perhaps they thought they were being clever. A little bit like sort of Johnny Rotten, who thought he was terribly clever. I thought it was put on a bit. Oh, I thought I, it was an it's act. It's obviously real. The, the, the final argument was a massive physical fight that ended really? in Liam smashing Noel's guitar up, which is unforgivable. Dear. That is, for a musician. That's unforgivable. Yeah. In front of everyone, in Paris, a oh. minute before they went on stage. Really? Oh, yeah. Full on. Absolute oh, disaster. Oh, God. Yeah, so... Uh, That's not nice, is it? No. So, reckless, Horrid boys. violent little child, yes. really. Petulant. Petulant children. Boo! Boo! Uh, anyway, look out for his clothes range. Yes. I shan't be rushing out to buy anything immediately, let no. me tell you. I'm sure Noel is absolutely gutted because they've written some of the greatest pop songs, rock songs in the past ten years. Yes, yeah. I, never really, I never quite got into Oasis, but I, I do appreciate the fact they were actually very good. Yeah. One of the papers today is taking the mickey out of Elton John because oh, they yes. photographed him at one of Auto his shows. Auto-queuing. Well, uh, and to it's be honest, it's a after years of it, after years and years, I mean, how many songs has he got in his catalogue? He must oh. have 150 that he could dip into at any point. You're right, he wouldn't remember. Exactly, you need a Frank bit. Frank Sinatra, when I saw him, he had all the words to every single song coming up on screens around the stage. Wherever he turned, there were the words. Think of it, you go from town to town, city to city, country to country on aeroplanes, jet-lagged. Yeah. You just want to put the clothes on, sit down and just start performing. Yeah. Read it. I've seen Sting do it at Wembley. Yeah. Same, I mean, he stood up with his shirt all open, looking gorgeous, but nevertheless, auto-cue on the floor. Yeah. Of you course. Know. I was listening to Tiny Dancer coming in, which I think is a great track. Isn't it lovely? And I, do, and I was thinking to myself, if you had to go on stage, and I thought this, even before I'd opened up the papers, if you had to go on stage, would you remember the words to this every time? No. Chance on? No, of course Loads not. Loads of words. Uh. What order do they, Shame, do they go it? in? Shame. Uh, Steve, who is funding Biggs's Care? Well, half by us and half, half them, I think. I'm sure he must have plenty stashed away. Well, I think so. He hasn't actually worked for about 25 years. In Brazil. Lazy little be. toe rag. Yeah, he was in Brazil for years, wasn't yes, he? Yes. Make, making money. Well, well, we don't Why know. don't they cremate Michael Jackson? Then there'd be nothing to dig up, says Andy. True. Do they do cremations in America or do they only do burials? I don't... I, they must do cremations. Well, I don't know. Either, because it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Cremate him. What's the point of keeping him? I'm not going to dig him up in years to come and go, look, this is what he looks like. Like, like the Elephant Man, oh. which of course would be ironic because that's what Jackson wanted to buy, wasn't it? Oh. He wanted to buy the skeleton of the Elephant Man. It all went horribly wrong for Michael Jackson, didn't it? It did. But um, as I said to Alan Cumming, can you imagine him getting to 60 or 70 or something? No. Some people you just don't see getting that old. Not with all that surgery. No. He'd have fallen apart by that time. Great film, Death Becomes Her. 
Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis and Goldie Hawn about plastic surgery. Really? Yeah, fantastic. Got to see Death Becomes Her. I'm watching Yankee Doodle Dandy today. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, writing in the uh, Mirror, talks about, here we go, another one of those insufferable sob stories on the X Factor. Uh, cue the violins and say a tearful hello to devastated Daryl, here and after known as the dead brother bloke. And to be honest with you, I, I totally agree. Can he sing? Well, that's all it comes down to. I'm not interested in who... You know, we can all go through our family and go, well, actually, three years ago, my grandmother died. So let's mention her. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, I'm afraid. And... Have uh, you watched Big... Have you watched X Factor? I nearly called it Big Brother. It's all the same. I have. And the new format? Um, It's the same as before. Simon tends to look surprised when everybody comes in, and yet... He must have seen them all before a million times. Yeah, I did catch a bit of very bad acting on his part. It, it has sn- got worse. Awful. I know. S- sort it out. I don't think he knows. You know, he'll actually, you, you, you can actually tell if they're going to be really bad if they do a long interview. I watched a tiny bit on the internet last night, and yeah. it was this um, <laughs> brummy fellow right. who um, he obviously was about to be a disaster, but it took eight minutes to find that out. Yes. You know, the And yet, up. strange enough, they then go, and these people went through, and I think, well, why are you not showing us them? The answer, we've got to show you the Barmies first. This Brummy lad stood on the stage, and the intro started, and he looked at his watch from the moment the intro started, <laughs> and came in at 1.13 seconds, because that's oh, when he knew the song. no. It was horrendous. Did you see that the one, they had one on the week before, who was a big fan, apparently, of Girls Aloud. Um, this little 16-year-old, had to be gay boy, uh, stood there and said to Cheryl, I'm a you know, really big fan of yours and all, and we had all this kind of bit. And then she said, what, what are you going to sing then? And it turned out to see him singing one of their songs. Yeah. And he did it in a high-pitched voice. Oh, no. And the worst, you know, you would immediately expect somebody to go, don't waste our time, don't be so stupid. Why have you even walked on? You made yourself look like an idiot. They're all just laughing at him, of course. They just let him carry on. Yeah, yeah. Singing, I've always... I mean, I just couldn't believe it. It was so awful. And I thought, and all we've done is laugh at you. Yeah, that's... And that's what they're up there for. Yeah. And then the two fat birds walk on. One is who's been on the show before, and yet Simon thought, this will be a bit funny, let's put it back on again. And I, I can pretend, oh, wait a minute, I've seen you before. Oh, yes, I've seen him. Not I've seen you before. It's like the And stocks. he does his cod acting. Yeah, dreadful. It's like the village stocks, isn't it? It's, it's worse. Up to date. It's worse. They're, they're, they're all these people... And then <laughs> some girl wanders on, and he goes, oh, where, where are you from? And she goes, Dagenham. And so, of course, then we have his raised eyebrow. I'm thinking, why have you raised your eyebrows? You know where she's from. They've told you. <laughs> and then she sings, and you go, well, I really wasn't expecting that. We've got four months of this. I know, we? I know. And in the end, it doesn't matter, does it? No. At the end of the day, they, they won't be around too long. They'll have an album out, and that'll be it. Big Brother's on the end, though, isn't it? It's finishing. Not bothered. Hooray. Couldn't care less. Davina was very upset, but she is a great presenter, and she, I'm sure, will move on to bigger and better. Been, been a nice little, uh, nice little earner for her. Ten years, isn't it? Ten years, very good little earner sure. in television terms. Yeah, it's a very good little earner. I admire her for putting so much enthusiasm into something which is so obviously a bit boring. Yeah. Now, it was great. When you ever it seen started. the Kevin Bishop show? No. No, I haven't. It's 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 quite nasty, I'm told, and quite cruel. What is it? It's a, it's a Channel 4 comedy show. Ah. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm starved of comedy. You have, you have to watch it. Right. It's very cruel. Shooting Stars was on the other night, and I have to admit that the first time, first time around, I didn't really see it because I was at work. Yeah. I was always at work It's the, the second evening. time you've watched it. I love it. Strangely enough, the critics were divided. They either said, um, very, very funny, or, as one of them said, it's exactly the same, just with aged presenters. Love it's it, no different. It. I mean, they're, they're like um, Eric Morecambe and Ernie Wise, aren't yeah. they, the pair of them? I just love it. 
They've got Ulrika cut on there, though. Yeah, name the parts of an ambulance. Bizarre questions. <laughs> Is Jeremy Kyle the king of the gypsies? <laughs> that was great. Uh, I didn't see, but they're still talking about the Duchess on the estate. <gasps> Uh, and as Kevin O'Sullivan says, the useless Fergie reveals how to keep the lower orders happy. You can have a bit of grass, a sunny day, and everyone enjoys themselves. Because they're stoned! <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't get it at all, I'm afraid. Poor old Sarah Ferguson, one of the most useless television presenters, next to John Sargent and Mylene Class, I'm afraid. She, she just doesn't get it at all. She goes round there, you know... She's, uh, you know, thinking she knows and she can tell people. She thinks she's sort of, you know, I understand you. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know nothing, I'm afraid. I wouldn't mind if she was doing it without television cameras. I know. The truth, if you've watched her being interviewed, I mean, how she ever got married to Prince Andrew, who didn't go for that sort of person at all, I've got no idea. Because, I mean, she's just, she thinks she's sort of, I don't know what she thinks she is. He's very she handsome, just... wasn't he? Yes, yes. Mm. He had done the rounds, though, and let's face it, before he got her. Mind you, she'd also done the rounds. OK, short break. It's, uh, well, it's this, isn't it? It's one of LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast. LBC 97.3 is the station, and the time, 9.30. Oh, there we go. I don't know what was happening there. It just went all quiet, actually. Let me tell you, uh, food and drink, Bill Buckley this afternoon... You're going to want to listen to this one, as indeed you every week, because it's Caribbean flavour. Head of the main day at the Notting Hill Carnival. He'll teach you how to jerk your chicken and how to make your salt fish perfect. Mm -hmm. Plus, he'll be taking a look at the world of champagne. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And explaining how to pick the perfect bottle. So Bill Buckley's with you with food and drink. Sunday, which is today, at four o'clock. And the Lady Rackling Summer Fair, their showbiz summer fair, is at Streatham Common South. It's Rosswyn. Rosswyn, that's the name of the place. Southwest 16, 3BT. So put it into your sat-nav and that will take you there. SW16, 3BT. Opens at 12 noon. OK? Opened by Anna Karen. Anna Karen? From On the Buses. Ah, oh, Olive. We love oh, Anna Karen. Fantastic. We love Anna Karen. Very quickly, just... Um, a lot of people saying, why aren't they creating... Uh, cre- not creating, <laughs> cremating Michael <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> so, I don't know why. I, mean, I, I really don't know. Strange, isn't it? Uh, Anna says, uh, lovely to hear Jane back on the radio. Hello. So right about our inability to deal with death. It was a blessing you were with your father at the end. Yes, it I've was. I've got awful guilt as a, as a result of not being there at the end. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. I think we've just got to let it go. And um... I wasn't there at the end of my mother's. No, I wasn't, but then I... Came, she sort of went during a phone call to my brother from the from the hospice. They they said, "Oh, just let." Oh no, she's just died. Oh, just like that. So because they always said we'd only been down the night before. Yeah, they kept going backwards and forwards. And of course, it's always the way, isn't it? You walk out the room and they then choose to go. But apparently, sometimes that they'd rather that. Yeah. Than put you. They actually that. control it. I'm totally convinced. Me too. My nan definitely planned her yes. passing. She was on the way, but yeah. she she booked. I me think in. they just want to do it privately, don't they? It's something mm. you don't want people stare. It's like, listen, I'm going to go in a minute. I'm not going till you've left the room. All right, leave the room. We watched the final of Big Brother, the first one ever. Nan and I, the one oh, that Brian you? was it. Brian that won the first one, the cute boy no, from Ireland. Was it, it was Craig. Was it Craig? Okay, so yeah. it was the second year, the, the cute Brian Dowling. Yeah. And we watched that together, and she passed away through that. See, Brian, you're now responsible for death. No, no. Was, <laughs> she, she, I, she would have loved it. She would have loved him and she would have loved that. Yeah. We're just big cuddle and... Well, yeah. It is fun. I, I actually watched my brother's first wife's mother die because we were, we, we were at the house o- over Christmas and the nurse had been in and said, 
she's not going to see Christmas Day because they know, don't they? They, they can yeah. tell by the breathing, slowing down, everything else. And I went upstairs and she had cancer. So all, there was just a head in the bed because there was nothing of her. No. Nothing at all. And I watched her breathe her last. Because um... I went past, she did, people do this big breath at the end. And then I sort of, I watched Ken, I couldn't see any movement. So I went downstairs and I said to my dad, I, said, I think she's just gone. Mm. He went upstairs and said yes. And then, you know, but we don't, we don't deal with it, do we? No. I don't, you know. It's strange, good. isn't it? It's all very strange. Uh, also, the pubs are pulling the plug on cheesy sing-along nights now. They've had enough of karaoke. Because cheesy they say sing-alongs cheesy. are great, aren't they? Well, well they, karaoke's they, bad. Well, it's actually quite Well, good they're fun pulling the plug but... on these machines. They've had oh, enough machines. of it. Oh, machines. I thought you meant cheesy sing-alongs, like someone pulls out a guitar and we all sit about and what sing cheesy songs. What does everybody sing? The top ten songs. American Pie? No. Number ten. New York, New York. Waterloo. Oh. My, my. Yeah. Napo- yeah. yeah. Number eight. We can go on together with, with suspicious, suspicious minds. minds. Uh, number eight. Uh, and now the end, the end is near. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. I saw the light. Oh, okay. My Delilah. Yeah. Uh, six. The wonder of you. Okay. Okay. Uh, five. Kingston Town. Oh. How oh, the hell that got? I've never even heard of it. By UB40. Uh, four. Where it began, I can't begin to know it. But then I know it's going strong. Fair enough. Sweet Caroline. Three. Oh, okay. Is, okay. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, just in case you didn't recognise my <laughs> renditioning of it. Three is Dancing Queen. Yes. Two, Valerie. Oh, yeah. The Zootons, Amy yeah, Wine. Absolutely. I'm going to be singing that later. You're not. I certainly am. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've never even heard of it. You will. If you come to this wedding. Well, I can't. I'm oh. busy. <laughs> and number one, and through it all, she offered me yeah. protection. Angles. 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 Of which he wrote the immortal line. He didn't. And down the waterfall. He didn't. I didn't think he did. He didn't write that he, song. He, no, he, he wrote the one line. That's why he's credited on it. It, it was his mate. It's a Guy, guy Chambers song, but Robbie's credited with one no, line. No, it was, a, it was a, a little guy from Ireland that, that Robbie spent time with in Paris, and he wrote the song for his girlfriend who miscarried. Oh, cheery. If you listen to the lyrics, it's about a man who's lost his baby. And when questioned, Robbie knew nothing about the meaning of the song at all, but this guy could explain it perfectly. And he me. took about £7,000 for it, Ooh. and Robbie made millions. Yeah. It wasn't Robbie's Sickening. song at all. Sickening. Sickening. Where did you get your mattress from? Uh, well, I bought it from Costco. <laughs> Because I'm just that kind of person. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the one show when Vic Reeves and Bob were on? No. Apparently, obviously, John Sargent didn't like their humour and Vic was really winding him up. So it's the only programme I would have enjoyed of the one show. Yes. The one show. I know. Please, is that the best we've got? Well, actually, strange enough, it's doing really well in the ratings. Great. Although, strange enough, even more peculiar, there was a woman on... Uh, they were talking about Big Brother and getting rid of it, and somebody said on the... Ra- I think it might have been Lisa Tarbuck, who was quite clearly on another planet. She said, but it's, it's doing so well in the ratings, Big Brother. It's getting five million. I thought, no, it's not. Wasn't that lovely yesterday, it. listening to Lisa Tarbuck? Yeah. Did you look... What a great show. Yes. I loved well, I it. it was that good. It's on another station. But, she's uh, great. She's all right. She, she's great. Bank holiday means Lisa Tarbuck. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, we're off to now. Yeah, so, so the, the pubs are getting rid... And they're putting back into pubs Skittles... Good. Darts... And pool. Mm. Oh, see, I think a pool table just takes up space. Yeah. Stick it out the back. You ever played? No. You must have done. No. no. Me? Good God, no. I'd no, no. no more be bent double over a pool table than fly, I'm afraid. Not my sort of thing. <laughs> the Daily Mail says, or the Sunday Mail says, the true cost of a university Ooh. degree yeah. 
is £45,000. Is now. it? Mm. Who pays that? Parents. Oh, is that what they, they pay? That's what you end up paying for a degree, or oh. can end up paying for a, oh. a degree. Isn't well, that a horror? I don't, I don't have a degree. I don't have a degree, but I'm... when we were young, we could have had a degree for nothing. Yeah. Nowadays, it costs a fortune, and as I was talking to some dear friends last night, the, the education system is being diluted, so it's easier to get a degree. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's why it's so, so funny when sort of people go, oh, they've all got great A-levels. I think, yes, because the exams are much easier now. Yeah. They were difficult in our day. That's why we didn't do very well. Jimmy Carl's in trouble. He is. He swore once every 60 seconds in his 90-minute stand-up show. He used the F-word 36 times, the C-word four times. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, to be honest with you, I've turned on the BBC in the early hours of the morning. I've had films on with all sorts of swearing. I mean, I'm, I'm not immune to it. I don't like hearing it, but I'm expecting comedians to swear. It's not that necessary, though. Eddie doesn't swear, does he? Eddie? Mr Izzard. No. He's clean. Yes. He's just eccentric and funny. Michael McIntyre doesn't swear. He's great. I like him. Oh. Although I heard somebody being unkind about him the other day, saying, you know, it, you know, he, he's like an actor from 20 years ago. I thought, well, I don't mind. It doesn't Good. bother me in, in the slightest. More. <laughs> Jimmy Carr's act wore a bit thin with me. Yeah. I've seen him a few times, and um, it's just the same tired old stuff. After Spike died, he was... Pushed in as a big up-and-coming. I remember really? going to some goon event at Grosvenor House and he was the, the stand-up. Oh, and right. I thought, mm. No. Not really. Not <laughs> really. Uh, also, do you remember that jumper that Diana wore? Yes. Which had sheep on it? Yeah. It's coming back in was again. Is it Fair Isle? Fair Isle. Fair Isle. Fair Isle. Yes, made in the Fair Isles. The Fair Isles. It's, uh, they, they, they've got a new version of it. Uh, her, her jumper had loads of sheep on it and there was one black sheep in the middle. Oh. The jumper that they're bringing out... Uh, doesn't have a black sheep on it. Because oh. the whole idea was it had it had a black sheep on it. It looks almost identical, to be honest with you. Almost. Well, it's got sheep on it and it's red, and that's about all I can tell you. Isn't she jolly in that picture? Yes. Mm. I was I was thinking about that the other day, actually. Thinking, no matter what Sarah Ferguson does, you know, when she dies, there'll be a very small turnout. When Diana died, it was the entire country went into meltdown. I mean, it was absolutely... Um, it was a bit unnecessary, though, wasn't it? Or was a bit insane? was a bit unbelievable. I did sit there watching the funeral in the morning. I had the uh, the, the speech and everything yeah. that, that he was going to make. That was the interesting thing, when he wasn't made it? his speech. Yeah. And then you heard the, 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 the clapping that emanated from outside and spread inside. And you right. think, oh, but the royal family were fuming. Yes, it was a dramatic time, Of course, time, made me fairly it? happy as well. <laughs> oh, look, there's Kerry Katona on the telly. Don't oh, I mean, just, you know, don't tell me, she... But, Oh, I'll tell you what, there was a thing the other day. I, I, I sort of semi-laughed at it. They were complaining there was a hold-up on one of the motorways for six hours because a man was threatening suicide that off was a bridge. M5, wasn't it? M5. Yeah. Anyway, in the end, he did jump. Oh. And they ended up recovering his body from the river. And oh, I'm thinking no. to myself, we need to do the same as they did in uh, China. There was a story in China of a man who was threatening to throw himself off a bridge. Yeah. And the traffic was sitting there, and one motorist got so fed up with sitting there, he climbed up on the bridge and pushed him off. <laughs> he said, listen, don't waste my time, I've got to go to work. And, the, and in Guangdong province, to stop people jumping off bridges, they've come up with, only the Chinese could come up with this one, they've covered the bridge in butter to oh. stop anybody trying to climb it because they're sick to death of people doing suicides off it. Apparently, it's a weekly thing. Somebody will stand up there, throw themselves off. So they've covered all the support rails with butter oh to stop dear. anybody doing it. Oh, dear. But it was the bloke who pushed the other one off and said, listen, you've mucked up my bloody day, you so-and-so. Get on him with off. it. Get on with it. Six hours we, we stand there discussing something with somebody. You would have thought in six hours, knowing that he's on a bridge and he's going to jump into water, they could have brought in nets 
to string across there, so that if he fell, he'd jump into a net, wouldn't you? Yes, he, he's, firemen used to have those great big round trampoline exactly. type things. Take a they? trampoline out, let him bat you, throw Boing. off, and then bounce up again to the top, a bit like a circus act. Okay, sixteen minutes to ten. With the travel, Gary King. Starting off in Kent on the M2 coastbound. Still got a lane close, uh, following a... Morning, everybody. 14 minutes to 10 is the time. Natalie Cassidy. In most papers today, uh, this time, losing four stone was the biggest mistake I've ever made. You're going to give the money back then, Nat? Uh, that you made out of the uh, the fitness video, the thousands and thousands of pounds you made. I mean, what an insult to all those people who've struggled with losing weight. And then you go, biggest mistake I've ever made. Good honesty, though. Great honesty going on. Yeah, in but the give, give the money back then that you mm. made. I'd be a lot happier because all these all these people do for three months. They go on a diet, bring out a video, trousers are about fifty grand. And then and later on, they put the weight all back on and go, oh, well, you know. She said, I took the DVD challenge. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. And then we buy the blooming DVD, Post the we? money. <laughs> Children go to school every day, mm. well, coming back up to school now, with about £400 worth of goodies in their rucksacks or their bags. £400? £400. Quid. Want a bit of phone? IPod, iPod or yeah. Nintendo. True. The phone, obviously. Roughly around 400 quids worth of stuff. Wow. Kids, kids carry to school now. Good. Okay. That is amazing, isn't, isn't it? it? But it, you can imagine it, can't you? Yeah. Oh, by the way, incident, for all those people, uh, June Brown is going to be next week in conversation. Oh, with you? Yes. How fantastic. Yes. Do you think she'll light up? Uh, she oh, did she, light up. She lights up everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a fake cigarette. Oh, is it? It's one of those ones where uh, it's electronic. So it just has smoke coming out. It's not real it's smoke. It's steam. You inhale steam... It's got a little tank in it. You've never seen like it. It looks like so. You go. <sighs> she got. Oh, I don't know, Steve. She, oh, I've my fag, Isn't she terribly I? posh? No, no. She talks exactly like that. Does she? Yeah. Oh, lovely. She, Eighty-two. She is fantastic. Eighty-two. I love her to pieces. She's a legend. <laughs> uh, Warren says four hundred pounds. I'd rather have the cash, please. <laughs> it's, I agree with you. Four hundred. But you, you work it out for yourself. Most of you. I mean, I, I've got a phone with me, and I've got my iPod. Yeah. And so, I mean, you're looking there... That's 500, 600-odd quid. Yeah, I mean, you've got an iPhone and an iPod. Yes, yes. And also, then I've got my Marks and Spencer's fruit. I've got a packet of chocolate digestives. Very expensive. Pencil. A pencil. (laughs) An emery board. And a copy of Yankee Doodle Dandy. I mean, I ask you. (laughs) Good grief. What more do you want? Oh, and, and some ray Ban sunglasses. And some chewing gum. Mm, lots of it. Which Demi, I should be Demi Moore's later. never had plastic surgery. Who has Demi Moore. Hasn't she? No. She's Did anybody had, ask? Never had plastic surgery. Someone's asked Somebody her. Somebody say, had responded. you had plastic surgery? And she said, no. no. Me? I, I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd quite like it. Plastic surgery? Yeah. I so think you, so, yeah. So you'd look better on the radio? Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's a vanity thing, isn't it? Mm, it's a big ego trip. It is, it? is it an ego trip? To, oh, I shouldn't have it. Then. And okay. Jan, Jan is quite depressed. Jan. She says, well, "Will I see Jane on TVs for press night?" Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, she'll Tuesday. Be there. Tuesday. Tuesday. I feel quite depressed listening to you two. Oh dear. <laughs> Death. Oh, sorry, yeah. Okay. Well, it's all <laughs> over the papers, and that's what we're here to do review the papers. Oh, my so. God. Is that, even Joyce says all this talk of death, death is depressing. It did get a bit sad, actually. I know. The trouble is, though, we don't deal with it. I remember at my mother's funeral, the bloke said, and the, it, it said it should be a celebration of life. It's just, but the trouble is, you don't kind of feel like that, do you, at the no, time? No, everyone has a drink, and then it becomes a celebration of life. That's what happens. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Father St. Andrew of Highgate. Who is this lovely woman with you this morning? 
Oh. So clear, wise and compassionate. Oh. Can the two of you be my parents? Okay. I've seen him. The answer is oh. no, you don't want to be his parents, oh, believe right. you me. <laughs> Social workers will be his parents. <laughs> he says, I'm off to church now. The programme is exceptional. Oh, <laughs> say, say a prayer for us all, I think. Amen. <laughs> Strangely enough, says uh, Robert, my dad died uh, last year, a month before his 90th birthday. Uh, two months later, mum died, age 87. They'd been married for 64 years oh. and asked that nobody wore black at their funerals. How amazing. You know what my mum said? She said, you will be smart, won't you? Oh. I said, well, you're not going to know. I half imagine her sort of climbing out and sitting there looking at me going, not as smart as she could have been. We're still in the death department now, I know. Steve. I was dreadful. And uh, Joanne, uh, in Uxbridge, also very happy with Lisa Tarbuck. Yes, she's top banana. There's there a great go. little chapter, actually, in Dawn French's book that just says, Dear Liza Tarbuck, I want to be your best friend. <laughs> It's really? like a form, yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> and well, got... she was talking about Tommy Cooper dying. I know she was. Because Les Dennis, Les Dennis wasn't had he... been booked. Wasn't he articulate and brilliant, Les Dennis? He was though? very good, actually, but he'd, he'd been booked to do that. the same show. And David Bell, the... Uh, proje- good yes. Lord, what's, what's Joe Parkinson doing there? Oh, there she is. Showbiz Ed. Somebody died, we don't know about, if Joe Parkinson... No, it's, oh, no, it's, it's Oasis. Oasis. Yeah, but, someone's um, died, Oasis. And, and he, he was saying, we thought that when... When, when Tommy collapsed, they, they then sort of called the paramedics, but they thought he was still alive because somebody had said, oh, he's just been sick. Yeah. And, and so Les Dennis said, he said, I didn't think that they would carry on with the show. He said, but they, they, David Bell went, right, on you go. Yeah. Jimmy s- Tarbuck introduced him and couldn't remember Les Dennis's partner's name. That's right, And yeah. said, ladies and gentlemen, Les Dennis and... And Les had to go, Dustin G. Yeah, yeah, well, he was a bit flustered, you would imagine. It's the first time he said he's ever Tommy been flustered. Tommy Cooper dying. Yeah, but they didn't know that. It's strange, I was watching well, that show, because a friend of mine was the manager at the theatre. Really? Yeah. Her Majesty's. Her Majesty's, yeah. Well. Yeah, Mark was the manager down there. So there you go. Right. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. At least we're getting, uh, getting through all your text and emails. Darren will be here after... After ten this morning, we'll get through as many as we can. Uh, what time is the dog show? What dog show? We've got a dog... Well, it's not a dog show. They're just doing best-dressed dog competition at five o'clock in Church Street. It'll be very flexible. Very Dressed. flexible. If it's anything to do with Tom and, and the, the Fox pub, it, it'll be very laid back. They've got bands down there from two o'clock, and I think it's for about five o'clock they'll be doing something like that. So it's it, it, very, very laid back. Promise you. Very laid back. Do you think now that Teddy Kennedy is passed away and Gone. now buried, that all the horror stories will come through, the yeah. real, proper... They, they've, they've started doing it in a lot of the papers today, yeah. started saying, listen, from all these people deifying him, he was the last person who wanted to deify. You know, we all remember his uh, track record, we all remember... Young lady died, didn't she? Yes, Upside absolutely. down in a car? Yes, and he sort of drove off. Yeah, he did. If you remember. Yeah, he did. So it was all, all a bit uh, nasty. Still, he apparently is lauded as a hero for his work in... Northern Ireland. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, f- funny how they remember some things and conveniently forget about others, mm. I'd say. But uh, strangely enough, I mean, buried very quickly together with his brothers. Yeah. They're all, they're all buried in Arlington Cemetery. Together again. Together again, as they say. I wonder if people do... Oh, well, I can't talk about death. It's you you started on We're death at again. it again. We can't help it. Actually, I remember after my mum died, every <sighs> time I turned on the telly, there was a programme <laughs> about bloody death. There was a programme about people... Or something. because you were focused on it. That's right. Like, apparently, when you split up with somebody, all you can see are couples. Snugging. I know, I know. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't split up with anybody, no. so, I'm, so I'm all right on that one. Uh, people are still hoping that uh, Ben Needham 
I know. might be alive. Little Ben Needham, you remember, was 21 months old when he vanished on the Greek island of Kos while being looked after mm. by his grandparents. Mm. Never been found. He'd be 20. Coming up to 20 A now. Handsome boy. Yes. And uh, his mother has always maintained he's still alive. Never given up hope. Well, she probably knows umbilically, doesn't she? Somewhere yeah. in her being that he's out there. Well, they've actually sort of done a, a computer image of what he might look like. Yes. They've done one every so often in his life. Mm. And she says as he gets older, I think he's more likely to ask questions about who he is. And I cling to the hope that's where our best chance lies of finding him. He'll be Greek now, though. He'll be speaking fluent Greek, won't he? Well, I don't know. Well, that... Of course, he could have been, yes, he could have been just uh, taken to North Africa. Yes, or you anywhere. don't know, no. do you? No. You really don't know with these sort of things. Uh, more on Simon D. Oh, no. Who's not very well. They say just days now. <laughs> his, his, his... <laughs> I can't, I know. Him. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I'll be gone in a minute, everyone. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. As soon as she goes, we'll talk about something different. We've done food and drink. Flower show. Did that. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about flower shows or something like that. There's nothing else in the papers, everybody. There's, so, you know, um... To be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, there really isn't. I mean, there, there is so little in the paper today. I mean, I'm, we're, we're struggling. We're struggling. You know what? And, of course, you're scouring. all going to be struggling, aren't you? Either next week or the week after, because all the kids go back to school, which means that the roads will be chock-a-block again. At the moment, it's been quite pleasant. It's been all right, hasn't it? Why they can't get the bus like normal people, I've got no idea. Drives me mad, I'm it afraid. It takes ages to get places on the bus. Well, Does it really? I live in Barnet, so, yes, it takes ages to get Oh, right. Forget the oh, bus. Uh, another one here. Uh... Is the fact that Michael Jackson's not being cremated against uh, Jehovah's Witnesses... Well, he wasn't a Jehovah's Witness, was he? Well, I think his family essentially started as Jehovah's Witnesses, didn't they? Did they? Yes. I've got no idea. Well, well put it this way, I mean, they're the most uncharitable people, ungrateful lot I've ever seen. Seeing as they all seem to be milking his death for, for every cent that it's worth. Considering the level of where he's at, I think it's been pretty calm. I thought he was Muslim, anyway. I think he might have converted. Yeah. We don't really know. Exactly. To be honest with you, I couldn't care less. Just bury the poor bloke. Let's get on with it. Mm. Uh, Rachel says, where do we get the steam cigarettes? I don't know. Type it in on Google. Steam and, cigarettes. Uh, morning. All moving out. Carnival started. It's not fair. Put it in a park, Steve. <laughs> oh, there was a very sad film on the television the other day, The Bells of St Mary's. With a death and With a death in oh. it. <laughs> it was very good, though. Very good. Oh, and John says, uh, Jane, just say the first session of Sunday lunchtime jazz at the Queen's in Hornchurch. Great. Hi, John. Looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, not today, though. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. See Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Today she's doing a wedding. I'm going for a wedding. Down the road from me. Wedding. Yeah. Lovely Susie Emmett's getting married. Is she? Yeah. Does she have a famous father? No. Oh, right. I've just, just asked. <laughs> uh, Steve, I heard you talk about Yankee Doodle Dandy. It's one of my mum's favourites. Have they released a new DVD? Yes. Well, I say new, it's, uh, it says that this is, this is a, a two-disc special edition and it's got loaded of extras, loads of extras on it. And you get to see James Cagney in his, uh, one of his best roles, I think. It's also in uh, Espanol and Francais, just in case you want to know. thought you'd be thrilled. What's with Anne Robinson? She's had more surgery, oh, more tightening. Oh, I don't care. She was on the front page of one of the colour sups yesterday. I know, I there's barely no... Care. There's hardly a face there in it. No, it's just a sort of smooth thing. I know. It's, it's like Barbie. Yes. Weird. There's no wrinkles, no lines, no nothing, just... I know, shock. and they keep going, you know, but d does it matter? She's 64, what she looks mm. like. And I'm thinking, well, I couldn't care less, but they seem to be fascinated. All the female columnists have come out saying, oh, you know, most of them are in agreement. She can do whatever she wants. She looks great for 64. She seems very happy. Yeah. I wonder if it's getting hard to wink now. You think so? Well, it could be yes, getting that's a bit tight. Uh, 
Liberace couldn't close his eyes when he slept. And Barry Manilow can barely open his mouth to sing. Have you really? Made it awful. It's, it's, oh, it's really dreadful. I don't know, they've taken away oh. some of his head. And his mouth doesn't oh, open anymore. No, oh, no, it's no, terrible. not nice. Trying to sing Mandy, it's like Mandy. It's, it's one of my favourite songs. <laughs> not anymore. At the Copa, Copa Cabana. There's been a problem there. Yes. Sadly, no more time. Oh, we're, we're out of time. We bye have to bye. let you go to the wedding. Hooray! Hooray! You should go to the wedding in Strawberry Hill, which would be lovely. Mm. So I hope the weather's nice for you. So do I. It's hope not it going to be. Tomorrow's going to be nice, though, isn't it? Oh, is it? Hooray. Bank holiday. Pardon me. Bank holiday Monday. Today, bank holiday Sunday. And uh, you've got the Lady Ratlings up at Streatham Common. And you've got the Notting Hill Carnival Children's Day. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Sunday Fun Day in Church Street in Twickenham. And the rest of you are just lying there in bed trying to recover, I should imagine. Ooh. <laughs> There's a message from Loveday and Julian. What does it say? From Loveday and Julian. Yeah. And it says... We're trying to listen via the internet in Leeds, but the dongle signal is poor and you keep fading in and out. I'm here, I'm here. We're getting tantalising snatches of chat about Dancing Queen, Butter, Bridges, Ray-Ban sunglasses and chewing gum. We love Miss Milligan on your show. Ah, oh, hi guys. There you go. <laughs> so thank you for that one very much indeed. Uh, she's back with us very shortly. Have a nice wedding. It's afternoon. I'm back after the news. The new award-winning... Thank you very much indeed to Jane Milligan... I'm getting loads of your death stories, so we decided to put them to one side now. But uh, don't forget, loads of things happening around town, apart from Kids Day at Notting Hill Carnival, the Sunday Fun Day in Church Street in Twickenham, where they've got live bands outside the Fox. So it's just, if it's a nice day, people wander up and down, have something to eat, you know, people clutching kebabs and stuff like that. And the Lady Ratlings up at Streatham Common South at Rosswyn, and they open at 12 noon, so a couple of hours, go and support them, give them lots of money, it's what they want, makes them very happy indeed. We'll be happy to uh, have your company again after the news, which is coming up here on LBC. Morning, everybody. It's uh, four minutes past ten. Sunday morning on LBC 97.3. Ian says, Joan Rivers used to joke that Nancy Reagan had so much plastic surgery that every time she smiled, she pulled her knickers up. (laughs) That's an old one, I think. I think I've heard that before. It's quite nice, actually, isn't it? But it was true that... uh, uh, Liberace had so much surgery, he couldn't close his eyes when he slept, which just looked very peculiar. I thought that was the whole idea of sleeping, like, when you do close your eyes. Uh, went to Blood Brothers at the Churchill, says Judy. Uh, the eighth time that I've seen it since it launched. Lynn Paul from the New Seekers played Mrs Johnson, and she was great. It's on until the 5th of September, and I'm tempted to go again. We should go again. It's my favourite show, actually, in uh, London. Very quickly, just before we get round to Dan, and we've got a ton of questions to get through. OK, so hopefully yours is one of the ones that's been picked out today. Uh, don't forget the Steve Allen special Acer laptop in the How Low. Finishes at 11 o'clock. You've only got 55 minutes. Somebody will be a winner. Hope it's you. This one is uh, preloaded with Windows Vista. 160 gigabytes of hard drive. So it's perfect for everything. 14-inch monitor, which is big enough for most people. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 11 o'clock today, please. You text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble 821. So, Steve, your bid in pence, and then treble eight. Two one. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 11 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. OK, good luck. Darren's back with us again. Morning. Before we do the answers to the questions, which we have many of already, a quick review of uh, Safari, uh, not Safari, Snow Leopard, which Apple launched on Friday. Oh, right. This is, if you've got a more recent uh, Apple that runs on Intel computers, it's an upgrade to the current system, Leopard. And um, actually, it's very good. I've been playing with it for the last couple of days. 
everything is much faster much sleeker it uses uh, your graphics card much better as well so if you'd like you're on something like google maps you'll notice the rendering on it is really brilliantly fast um it releases lots of disk space as well so if you're running out of space on your computer you get about 10 gigabytes back oh. and um things like expose work faster safari is much better and there's a new version of QuickTime too. Now, before you upgrade, do check on Apple's website that all the software that you've got on your computer will work on the new version, right. especially if there's anything you rely on. So do check. Yes. Do check. Haley and Tony are on their way to join the Queen Victoria at Southampton for their anniversary. Lovely. What well, a nice did. day. Sorry? Isn't she Well, dead? I just want to... <laughs> yes, which one is the Queen Victoria? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which one that is. It sounds lovely, though. And uh, Carmen went to see Calendar Girls last night. Fantastic. June Brown was in it. Never laughed and cried so much in one short period of time. Good. Wasn't that Just, one with Jack, what's his name in it as well? Jack Ryder, who's yeah. uh, pictured on the poster outside half naked mm-hmm. with the girls trying to rip his clothes off. Dreadful. Simon in Surrey Key says, belated thank you to Dawn for birthday wishes. She's right. I've had a birthday week. Hope you enjoyed Noah and the Whale. Thank you very much indeed. Harry says, who's Simon D? Ah, got to be the, the, right, the right era to know that. OK, Right. Here we go. Let's get through as many questions as we can. And your time starts now. I downloaded LBC app to my iPhone so I could listen to you on the way to work. But it keeps cutting off in the middle of a good story. My earphones are working, says Marina. Well, that relies on the signal that you're getting on your phone. So if you walk along the street, if your signal's dropping in and out, if you're going from 3G to 2G, for example, Mm. then you will have problems with the LBC app. So you have to stand still. You stand... (laughs) In other words, don't nobody move. goes anywhere. No, no. I mean, it usually works fine, but if, obviously as you're moving through, especially if you're on a bus and it's changing from one phone mask to another, right? then that's when you're going to have problems. OK, we answered that one in seven seconds. <laughs> and your next starter is from Elizabeth, who says, Wake up with you every morning. Love listening to the show. I've got a question. My computer's very slow and sometimes turns itself off when I'm in the middle of sending an email. Also, I get a pop-up saying, Warning, you have 175 parasites on your computer. I run McAfee scan every day. It sounds like you might have some malware on the, there. Um, so what I would suggest is try downloading Adaware, A-D-A-W-A-R-E. Go to download.com for that, please. Don't just type it into Google and download something that's pretending to be it. Also, there's another one called Spybot. Run both of those and make sure it cleans off any um, problems that you have. Now, the worrying thing is, it says, warning you have 175 parasites on your computer. It sounds like there is definitely a program you've downloaded at tracking down what that is. So hopefully those two things will help you. OK. Uh, the Queen Victoria is the new Cunard ship. Ooh, oh, is it very bigger nice. than the Queen Mary? I don't know. No, I don't think it would be bigger, would it? it sounds lovely, know. though. And uh, Stephen and Lisa say, great show, you crack us up. <laughs> Thank you. Squire, with the message, updates are ready for your computer. See, I get this one as well. Mm-hmm. The icon is a yellow shield with a black exclamation mark. Uh, as I should be getting automatic updates, I don't understand why I'm getting the message. Is it dodgy or is it safe to download the updates? Could it be for IE8, which I don't want, I've got XP Pro, Windows own firewall, ABG plus SpyBot plus IE7. How do I get rid of the icon if I don't want the updates? Right, what it's doing is it's downloading the updates, but it's not installing them. If you go uh, into uh. the automatic updates, you'll probably find that it says download them for me and then let me decide when you install them so it's not installing them automatically it's only downloading the updates right now if you click on the yellow shield it's fine to do that rather than doing express which downloads everything click on the custom and have a look and see if it's downloading internet explorer 8 if you don't want that untick it and then it will say it won't do it do you want to be reminded again say no 
and then that should sort all of that out. Right. Looks like everything else is fine. You've got AVG, Spybot, Internet Explorer 7. Yeah, should be fine. fine. Should be fine. Uh, quick one here. It says, YouTube doesn't work on my BlackBerry. Any suggestions, says uh, Aftab. Get an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We don't know actually on that one. Could it be the signal again? Could be the signal. Is it, does it, is it supposed to support YouTube, that version of the BlackBerry you have? Yes. That's Are you on a 2G yeah. BlackBerry or a 3G BlackBerry? Because it, it won't work on a 2G. No. It'll only work on a 3G. No. So if you're not a 3G BlackBerry, it's not going to work. And also, you have to check on how strong the signal is. Sometimes yeah. I can be on YouTube, because my, my iPhone supports YouTube, and, uh, and it doesn't... It doesn't sort of... Um... I'm sure that's not bigger than the Queen Mary. Oh, that looked quite big, didn't it? <laughs> I don't know, actually. I mean, the, Q- the QM2 is enormous. I mean, it's... How, how big does it, it... What does it say? Does it say it's the, it the mothership? It says the Queen Victoria is the same basic design as other Vista-class passenger vessels, yeah. though slightly longer and more in keeping with Cunard's interior style. Oh. 90,000 gross tonnes, seven restaurants, 13 bars, three swimming pools, a ballroom and a theatre. Well, I think it's smaller. I think it's a bit like my bigger. house, really. Yes, I was going to yeah. say. It just sounds yeah. like the second house that I've just bought. Yeah. And it does look nice. I wonder if um, sounds nice. Anthony Davis has been on it yet. No, he's actually going on the QM, isn't he? Yeah. I think... But he just comes back again, doesn't he? He just goes out... Yeah. Gets on the, ...and gets on a plane to come home. Yes. Why? Well, he, he needs to come back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, Otherwise, it's called he's moved. <laughs> I think that's how it well, works. Well, so he leaves on a Monday... Yes. ...goes he, on the Q- Queen Mary to New York... Yeah, then ...which takes back. three days, flies back and does the show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be quite... But it's very cheap. <laughs> I know. He's Phenomenally telling... cheap. Yeah. Even, I mean, I couldn't believe how, how cheap it was. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't forget malware bites... Says what? Tom. Right. I don't know why. I've not used that, so I'm no, not, okay. I can't recommend that. No, we can't recommend. Uh, Ray says, at least once a day I get a message on my laptop stating that display drivers stopped working, but this has been sorted. The problem is then all font icons, etc., are about ten times the normal size. I then have to turn off and restart each time. I would go to the manufacturer of your computer's website and make sure you've got the latest version of the drivers for that... Um display card the yeah. graphics card that you have because it says the problem's been sorted and then it starts all over again when you reboot which suggests the problem hasn't been sorted yeah so go to your manufacturer's website download the latest driver and see if that helps okay amy says read the blackberry they need to enable javascript in the browser configuration to play youtube videos oh, there you go there you go sorted that one out for you how clever you see if we, if we don't know the answer here which is rare somebody else can sort it out so if you've got the blackberry you need to enable JavaScript like on the, the iPhone. YouTube doesn't work in the browser because it, uh, you, it opens a separate YouTube uh, utility. Yeah. Next. Straight over my head. No, well, what are you talking go about? YouTube, if there's a pause after the end of it, it's, it's mainly because I've switched off. <laughs> when, you, when you use YouTube on your iPhone, you don't go through the browser, do you? You just push the YouTube icon. Straight over again, I'm afraid. Cheeseburger with large fries, I think, on that one. What do you use your iPhone for? Ring, ring. Hello. <laughs> yes, it's me. I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. All right, Barry. Let's squeeze in a quick one from Barry. I have a problem with no sound on the Internet Explorer and Safari. Latest updated version installed. YouTube, etc. plays OK, but with no sound. I've tried to delete sound card driver and reinstall. No effect. I've been like this for a while now. Previous versions installed had the same problem. Have sound in iTunes and Media Player, but not in IE or Safari. Now, this may seem a bit, a bit daft, but when you click on... Um, the YouTube clip. There's a little volume thing on that. Hmm. Make sure that's switched on and the mute button's not on. Not on your sound card, but actually on the YouTube video. Sometimes it's easy to turn that off by mistake and then wonder why yeah. your, your volume's not working. 
I was trying to play a video the other day on my computer, and it said... Or was this a natural history video? It was. It was, it, was, it was animals frolicking in the sunshine. Yes. And pussycats, I think, anyway. And on one side it said so-and-so. It looked like a download thing. And when I clicked onto it, it sort of it whizzed through the video at high speed. And it didn't... <laughs> it just went ka-junk, and finished. We won't ask what you are on, what episode you are on. I think it was a Discovery Channel. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh... Darren, please can you tell me if I can safely delete updates from a year back, says Marcia. You can delete the updates if you need the space. There's no point if you don't need the space on your computer, because if you have any problems, um, you have to download them all over again. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and another one from Joyce, uh, who says, listening to the computer program, I decided to download CCleaner. Ended up paying £26. Oh, pounds. Now, don't. if we've told you once, we've told a hundred <laughs> times, if you then hear us say CCleaner and you go on to Google and download CCleaner, it's a scam one, OK? So you're paying for it. Go to steveallenshow.com. Yes. There's a I'm link not saying there. it again. I should come around and slap legs next yeah. week because I've said this for the past three weeks. Yeah. So now we've found two people who've paid. Yeah. Why? I've got no idea. No, we told you, you do not said, need to pay. Don't need to pay. It's free. Mm. Free. Free, free, free. Steve, Steve, Steve! Free, it is. Costs you nothing. Okay? Free. Right? Free! Let's have a check on the roads for this morning. Gary King. Thanks for Steve. Let's start off with the motorways. The M2 coastbound in Kent. Still got a lane closure there uh, due to emergency repairs between Junction 2 for Strood and 3 for Chatham uh, following an accident last night. The M25, the M1 and the M40 seem to be running well. Uh, other than that, uh, restrictions still... Steve Allen. Actually, talking about heat, which we weren't, but I am now, uh, Bryn and Annie have had uh, really great weather over there, but far too hot in France. Last week, his car temperature gauge recorded several days between 98 and 104. You know why? The jet stream's moved. So we're getting the weather that Scotland should have. France is getting the weather we should have. You know what the jet stream is, Steve? You're looking blankly at me again. Cheeseburger, large fries, anybody? <laughs> and a chocolate milkshake? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea what you talk. The jet stream is. Ask Chris Lowry about era. it. No. Well, he'll know. Yeah, he'll know. It's all about the jet stream. Yeah, the the jet you moved. can't have a two-minute conversation with Chris Lowry. You phone him up three days later. I'm <laughs> still there on the phone to him. But I think that's hot actually. But his blooming chest infection has got him coughing like mad. So uh, at least that the tablets are slow. Well, you remember my cough? Yeah, I mean, that months. was just terrible, terrible. Right. Anyway, back to your uh, new things. And also, listening to you on the patio in Albia, Spain. Makes Sunday morning here in the sun. 90 degrees. Stebo. Trying to get expats listening. Take care and be lucky in all you do. I got the Liberace book last year from Stebo, plus the show programmes, which was very nice indeed. I still love that book, you know. Still love it. Uh, one here from Cambridge. Uh, Elenae, I think. I want to buy a new laptop. I need to do intensive data analysis. What specification should I pay more attention to? The number of RAM, GBSs, or the processing power of the hard disk? Also, can I set up a laptop as a server that I can connect to from work? Uh, the server, yes, you can. You can set up a laptop as a server if you want to. The first half, you want to pay attention to all of those if you're doing intensive data processing. So you get the biggest hard drive you can afford. And if you're using 32-bit version of Windows, 4 gigs of RAM going to use a 64-bit of Windows, you can use more than that. It depends what your budget is, as usual. Yeah. You spend as much as you like on a computer. Um, so they're the things to bear in mind. RAM, disk size, processor speed. Okay. Okay, moving on. And <laughs> actually, Warren says he was in Dubai last week. 142 degrees. I thought we were supposed to do temperatures in centigrade now. 
Well, it's a blooming lot, whatever it is. 142 <laughs> degrees, which means that that... What's that in centigrade? 47 degrees. Ooh, that is hot. That's ve- that's 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 serious, serious, isn't it? Yes, serious. Maybe it was just in his room. It was that temperature. Yeah. He said, "I still have the fantastic base box." <laughs> okay, right. Thanks. People <laughs> tell me the oddest things this morning. <laughs> anyway, I have an iPhone, says Mike in High Wycombe, three G, and have downloaded the Copilot sat nav application, which works very well. However, if I make or receive a phone call when the Copilot is running, it shuts down. And after the phone call, I have to reset the route. This happens each time. Is there a way round the problem? There's no mention of on their website. I had a look just before we came on air. Um, the one problem with the iPhone is, is that it only runs one program at a time. So if you're playing a game, for example, and the phone rings, it will turn off the game. And I would imagine it is much the same with Copilot. Um, just check you're using iPhone software 3, not version 2. And if it still goes on, ring Copilot and ask them what's going on. Yeah. Because they, they should have dull, an answer doesn't for it? It does. every, every time your yeah. phone rings, the sat-nav turns off. Yeah. That does seem stupid. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, do that. Lawrence, does any company make a plug-in camera for the iPod Touch? Uh, not that I've seen, although the new range of iPods may well be launched next month. Mm. In September is their usual time that they do them. And they're running down the stocks of all the iPods in the shops at the moment. And the rumour is the next range of iPods will have cameras in them. Oh, right. So uh, you'll be able to take a picture with your iPod, store it on your computer. I keep forgetting I've got a camera in this phone. It's strange. I mean, all the the situations I'm in, and I think, oh, I must take a photograph. Yes. You know, and I never do. Yes. Funny that, isn't it? Anyway. uh, Right, Tony says... Question one. Could you ask the knowledgeable computer chap? Who's he? <laughs> He's not here this week. We've no. got the other one. Where do I find independent, clear advice on going broadband and all the associated anti-this-and-that software? As Manuel says, I know nothing. OK, you can go to lbc.co.uk forward slash gadgets. The best advice, I think, for broadband is if you go to thinkbroadband.com and uh, have a look on there. You can compare all the different websites and read user Compare the market.com. I'm not very happy with that group of people. Aren't we? Do they advertise on LBC? I don't know. Oh, well, I'll keep it to myself then. Yes. <laughs> Just in case. I like compare the market.com. It's a great compare advert. Compare yeah. But I put in, a, I asked for a quote for something. Well, they, they wouldn't stop hounding me on the phone. Really? Every 20 minutes. Mm. Well, that's yeah. the problem, isn't it? Yeah. I get that as well. Not from them. Get it from other people. Uh, we're still on dial-up. When I try to send a snap attached to an email, it's huge. How do I make it smaller? So, I presume, it will not take so long to send, as the system times out, says Tony. Um, if you're using... You're on dial-up. Great, it must be the last people on the planet. Uh, um, if you're um, using Windows, open the photo software that came with the programme and make this picture smaller before you send it. But, there are quite frankly, I wouldn't bother if you're on dial-up. Right. Um, no, it's, it's not worth no. it. Uh, in fact, when I used to, because I was on dial-up at one time, before I went broadband, and it just used to take for it, my computer just closed down. And <laughs> bored. It was bored. I mean, it just, I mean, it just is too, too slow. Too, 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 too slow. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, another one here. Is there any way to change the background on the iPhone from being black? Yes. Oh, right. Oh, the background from, yes, you, it's wallpaper, isn't it? Oh, actually, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Throw that one out to the listeners. Yes. Is there any way to change the background on the iPhone from being black? I'm about to try it now. Let's yeah. wallpaper. Uh, no, because I, 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 you, could, you could change the wallpaper. Yeah, but that's only when you start up the thing, yeah. isn't it? 
Amazing. No, it doesn't appear that there is. No. no. Unless anybody knows differently. No. Uh, oh, uh, Warren says no. <laughs> that was quick. Solve that one then, Warren, <laughs> eh? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's very fast on the phones this morning. He says, why, after I did a complete reboot, if my computer reloaded Outlook, set it all up, the computer rebooted itself, and then I lost all the Outlook? Say that again. Phone him later. Yeah. And uh, another one here, uh, which says, uh, wait a minute, uh, 84850, I'm trying to get through as many of these as possible. Can you remind me how to reliably, says Ross, and thoroughly wipe a PC hard disk of all data before disposal? There's lots of ways of doing it. You can either buy some software, um, which will do it for you securely. If you go to download.com, there is a version that is free called wise disk cleaner mm. or if you know how to take the hard disk out of the computer get a hammer and just smash it up <laughs> or a magnet right or, or a, a magnet, magnet. magnet magnet's better the same. yeah magnet's a great way of ruining your computer yes yeah or a television or just about anything anything yeah, anything yeah. electrical in fact if you're yuri geller you're probably surrounded by magnets i should imagine you know, he has a lot of power with things. He can make, you know, alter your television pictures and everything. Mm. But you, you can do that with a magnet. Also, fruit machines, they affect. Really? Can, yeah. yeah. All sorts of things. Mm. All sorts of things. So just, just, be, just be careful when you're using magnets anywhere. Uh, quick one here from Les. He says, my inbox in Outlook Express went over the two gigabyte limit. And Outlook Express dumped the DBX file as a back file. And now I can't access it, even if I rename it and give it a new folder. Apart from paying 30 quid for special software... Do you know of a way to recover the DBX files and be able to read the emails? I wasn't aware that Outlook Express had a two gigabyte limit because no. my version of Outlook Express is using an awful lot more than that. Why well, um, do you think it's only got two gigabyte? Mm. That's another one we have to throw out. Yeah. Anybody know that one? Can anybody tell us if Outlook Express... I didn't think it had a two gigabyte limit. Okay. So just, just let us know on that one. Uh, one here, very quickly, from Helen... Why can't I download from YouTube anymore? I've recently added a fax to a telephone extension, not the one my PC is plugged into. Since I've had trouble signing onto the internet, my brother is AOL. Cannot download anything. My connection speed average is 0.22. Right. You've got to make sure... I know exactly what the problem is here. You've got to make sure on the the extension you've got a filter plugged in. Yes. You've plugged the uh, fax into it, but you make sure that the little box that you got when you first signed mm. on with AOL, you're going to have to get one of those on that extension as well. Yeah. That's why your speed's gone a bit Because I, I originally had my computer in the bedroom, and because I plugged in and it was on the extension cable, yeah. it's got to be on the socket from the wall. Yeah. So that's why you need the, the box. So, in fact, in fact, the moment I moved it into the, into the other room, everything was fine. Before, yeah. it was losing stuff, and it was, oh, it was dreadful. Um, she says she's now unplugged the fax and thrown it out the window. Lovely. Um, <laughs> what I would do is, well, it's a difficult one, actually, because you've got to make sure the filter is plugged into the extension socket, even if the fax is not on it as well. Yeah. OK. Uh, David says, I'm sorry for not being able to email via the LBC website, but after a number of attempts, it continues to state, page not found. It's one for your technical department. Yes, I don't know why that is. Anyway, my only concern is the security updates. I've been contemplating uninstalling SP3. However, even though I have a reasonable level of PC knowledge, a warning states that certain programs may not work properly should I remove it. Right. Reboot your machine into safe mode, and you do that with F8. So as it reboots, keep tapping the F8 button. And then go into Internet Explorer and delete all your cookies and temporary files. Also empty your Internet Explorer cache as well. Okay. Restart the computer and see if that helps. Okay. Uh, Polish guy says, you can change the background from black to other on your iPhone, but only if you jailbreak it. 
Well, we won't be encouraging that, that. We won't be encouraging that. What does that, that mean? It's a way of installing unauthorised software on your oh, iPhone. Oh, right. Yes. Well, no, we, we can't advertise, <laughs> we, can, we can't advise using uh, unauthorised software. Oh, right, so you could do it if you did yeah, that. Yeah, you can, yeah. I don't know why anybody would want to change it, actually. Well, because there's all sorts of things. Only a out. limit, says Warren, if attached to a LAN with a limit. Oh, right. Okay. What's a LAN? Local area network. Oh, right. Yeah. So if the local area... Oh, so if he's doing it... Oh, right. Oh. Does Warren want to come in here and I'll go and fly yes, around Warren, the world? I'll tell you what, why don't you pop in here... And I'll go and do your next flight. Sadly, no more time. Chicken or fish? Chicken, Chicken yes. or fish? Tea? Coffee? Anything from, anything from the trolley? <laughs> uh, the nearest exit may not be the one in front of you. Exactly. Oh, we've got to take a break. Darren's back with us uh, next week on the programme, so you've got to get in quick, otherwise you miss out. This is LBC. Conditions apply. Wally team, it's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast. LBC 97.3, it's 10.30. Morning, every nice heavy company. Danny, late of Hales Horrors, says, despite my lack of emails, I have been listening. Anyway, shouldn't what Katie did next be called who Katie did next? It's a good one, actually. I ha- actually, strange enough, I've read that in one of the papers today. It's, um, it's just cheap and tacky, I'm afraid. It's, it's just not very pleasant at all. But weren't there books called that? There what, were books called... The Mallory Towers thing. It was all to do with that, was, was it? it? What, what, what Katie, Katie did, did next, next, or what somebody did next. Something, I don't know, I can't remember those. Well, I didn't read them, because they were for girls. But my sisters read them, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, strangely enough, my, my brother had all the Paddington Bear books. This is Andrew Pierce, by the way. In case you wonder, because you hadn't heard his voice for about five minutes. He's here. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> I'm here tomorrow morning as well, I know. Mr Ferrari. Yes, You've got to put up me. with me twice. Yeah, but I'm, I'm on till eight. Yes, that's good. I so have a little lie-in. You have a little bit of a lie-in. Yes. So, you know. You obviously didn't have a lie-in this morning. Did you have a late night? Uh, you know, strange enough, I didn't have a late night, but when I climbed into bed, it wasn't until I woke up this morning, I'm walking about thinking, I can smell food. How strange I can smell food. And obviously I'd come in last night and started cooking something. Oh, dear. And luckily I put it on a very, very low heat. And it was delicious. So I had steak and broccoli and rice at four o'clock this morning. You didn't? I did. Well, actually, I didn't eat all of it, to be honest with you. I did eat the, the rice was delicious. Well, it was still cooking at yeah. four in the morning. Yeah. So you didn't burn the house well, down. Well, it was very... Even I looked at it, because I normally do everything on a three. But this was on a one and a half. I mean, how cool is that? It was delicious. It's like having a slow cooker going. And I'd covered it with, with foil. You it was can't, delicious. You, you mustn't do that again. No, I mustn't. That's but dangerous. I, but the rice was beautiful. It was. It was Uncle Ben cooked it to perfection. I just helped. Mm. And it was peppered steak. Very nice. It was very nice. Four in the morning. Four in the morning, I know. Isn't breakfast a better thing at four in the morning? Yeah, but for breakfast, I had been home and had curry before now. Curry and mashed potato. It it was lovely. Never had that in the morning? No, never. You see, why is it that that we all subscribe to, in the morning you must have bacon, egg, sausage? Well, I don't have that either. You don't? No, I tend to have, um... You have muesli, don't you? Uh... Double well, way you're I smiling. Can't. No, Weetabix with, with blueberries. Oh, What's wrong with that? Sandal wearing and caftan I don't uh, wearing. Think, I, don't think, I don't think listeners to, of LBC would have me as a liberal, really, do you? I don't think so. So what, what's happening after... We are talking about the ever-increasingly murky deal to release uh, Britain's biggest mass murderer, the Libyan terrorist, because these letters have now emerged from Jack Straw. I said when I yeah. um, stood in for Ferrari a few weeks ago... Uh, when this was being mooted, I said, I smell money here, and it seems... Oil. That, yes, and it was oil. Yeah. And it looks increasingly likely that the, the price, which is why the Prime Minister said nothing. we think he's even nothing. got cancer? Well, one newspaper this morning is suggesting he's getting better. I suspect he's getting better, like Ronnie Biggs. What happened to him? He Ronnie was Biggs supposed to be on the verge of death, yes. Sitting up in bed? Oh, we, he's on his last yeah, few hours. We just fall for it, don't a we? con artist. 
Almost in a con artist. And it's interesting that the Scottish Secretary, who took this decision, but I think in cahoots with the Scottish Prime Minister, Mr Gordon Brown, uh, overruled a couple of specialist doctors who couldn't determine when this dreadful man was going to die and took the advice of a prison doctor. Yes. Who, so, who might or might not have, you know, be anybody yes. that we could talk about. <laughs> Quite. So I'm going to be talking to Ed Davey, the Lib Dem yeah. shadow foreign affairs spokesman. I'm also talking about Jack Straw, who's in the mire over all of that, about his uh, announcement this week that we should have an elected House of Lords. Do you know, Mr Straw, if you're listening, that was in Labour's manifesto in 1997. Mm. They didn't do it. No. I wonder why. I wonder why. Interesting. And lots of other things, of course. Okay. Um, and Bridget Grant is my friend in the studio today, and I'll be talking to her about that great story about Anne Robinson. She really has got people going, you know, hasn't I she? I do find it absolutely unbelievable that somebody goes to the paper and go, has Anne Robinson had a facelift? The next thing, all the female journalists start doing stories yeah. about her. She gets a front cover on the Mail yeah. magazine. I'm thinking... Sunday Times have interviewed her today. Old woman has facelift. Who cares? She's clearly had another one. But I don't care. It's interesting, it's isn't it? It's of no interest. But she's quite interesting in the Sunday Times today when she says to those women who complain about ageism in yeah. broadcasting. They don't complain about that when they're young and beautiful and get the jobs, as opposed to the not-so-attractive men. That's her point. Yes, yes. She has a point. Yes. So that's quite interesting. Doesn't apply for men, does it? Uh, no, now, I had something for you and I've left it at home. But, in my, in my fairness, in, in my defence, mm. I've also left at home my wallet and my permit to get in here, my pass. So your gift from Italia... Is that oh, home? is it home? So I'll bring it in tomorrow. Okay. Oh, tomorrow, if I remember. Tomorrow. Or I'll bring it in on Sunday. Um, if I remember, Sunday. I'll leave you some chewing gum in here today. Oh, no, I'll leave you some fruit. Can I have some now? You want some fruit now? What have you got? Uh, well, it's not a choice, it's just... What are all those? What are all those? Sorry? Are those yoghurts or cans? What are all those? Yoghurts. What are... Uh, I've got a fruit. There you go. Lovely. Can have what, that. Why have you got so many yoghurts in here? I'm doing a charity thing this afternoon. Oh, are you? They're not yoghurts. It's chewing gum. Um, I don't a charity thing. A charity. Thank you. Truth of the matter is, I'm opening up a sweet shop, but I'm not telling you that. <laughs> no, certainly not. Heavens above, honestly, not at my age. In bed at ten with a cup of cocoa. Anyway, well, it might have been nine or eight or seven. I can't remember what it was. Uh, what Katie did next, apparently. I read these, says Angela. Shows my age. Thank you for the link. As you know, Angela, I can't do links on my computer in the studio. I don't, but thank you for those. Anter and Bob are in Pratt's Bottom. And for that, they only make one apology, and it generally occurs about Christmas time. Actually, I'm looking forward to seeing more more snow pictures. I've just got this thing about snow pictures again, you know me. And Anter and Bob sent a great one last year, I remember. Uh, Steve, me again. Please send my love to my wife, Motty. Our 23rd wedding anniversary. Now she's put up with me for... Well, what are you writing to me for, telling me that? I don't want to be the, the fly in the ointment on this one. It's terrible. At least you've done 23 years, which is great. Phil says, how come you never have sprouts in your breakfast? Well, I do, I just don't, I don't tell anybody about them. I don't think there's any matter with sprouts. I wish people would stop talking about sprouts. <laughs> just because I like sprouts, which is good. Debbie says, living in southern Spain, where I've been for the last six weeks. Good God. Going home tomorrow, I'll just have to put the central heating on to help me adjust. It's been excess of 32 degrees every day. Oh. See, now, that I know some people absolutely... Love temperatures like that. I'm not one of them, I'm afraid. I do not function um, at all, I'm afraid, in heat. Given the choice of boiling hot or freezing cold, freezing cold wins every single time, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, another one here. Oh, we see, see a lot of... Um, 
a lot of uh, computer questions. Too late. Uh, apparently, strangely, says John the Projectionist, I bet you didn't know your connection to Simon D. He was born Cyril Nicholas Steve Allen Henty Dodd in 1935 in Twickenham. 1935? He can't. Not 1935. No, if you've got that from Wikipedia, it's definitely been uh, been changed. Definitely. Definitely not 1935. 1935, so that would be... 54, Oh, I don't know. It could be, actually. Somebody said he was 70-something. Huh? Can't be 70-something, can he? Well, I suppose he could be. So, don't forget today, you've got to go up to, um, to Streatham. Got to go and see the, see the Lady Rattlings. I'm going to rattle through some of the papers very quickly because I know that Andrew will be talking about them. Although, to be honest with you, there's not a great deal to talk about in the papers today. There's, uh, it's, it's the same tired old rubbish, because nothing has happened. They, they literally are so desperate now that they're having to do full-page plugs for the, uh, for the X Factor, which is... I mean, it, it is contrived rubbish, but I do enjoy watching it. I do enjoy car crash television. I've always liked car crash television. I like that kind of thing. Although I wouldn't waste my space with anything to do with Kerry Katona. When they say here, her, her former nanny has pleaded with her to ditch the drugs for the sake of the children. You see, it always makes me wonder, we know about the drugs, we know about the children. Where are social services? Where are social services and all this kind of thing? I mean, is this, is this how they behave in this country? They know that she's doing them. She's already talked about it. And she's got children. <laughs> kind of uh, sit with me at all. Genius move, writes Joe Mott on uh, ITV giving Peter Andre the roving reporter's job on This Morning. He's an inspired choice for a format which has been treading water since Richard Maidley packed it in. How long until he's the, show may, the show's main man, I wonder, he says. Ben Shepherd must be feeling a little threatened. Well, actually, to be honest with you, Peter Andre has been given, given this job. There's a number of people who are doing it. There is a number of people who are doing it. To be honest with you, he'll, he'll be terrible. He will abs- But they're not interested in whether he's terrible. They're interested in the fact that they need to get some figures back for that programme, and the way to get figures back is to put somebody on. You couldn't ever give it to Jordan, because she can't string two words together. Pete can string a few words together, but he's just not... He's not the brightest penny in, in the box. And, he, and that, you know, he can't actually... Uh, can't help it. Uh, June says, am I the only one who thinks Anne Robinson is looking less like Anne Robinson? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it must be difficult if you look in the mirror... And you think, do I look the same as I did a few years ago? No, I don't. But then if, if somebody's happy with that, that's, that's fine. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. Joe Calzaki, uh, kissing his uh, dancing part. They'll all be kissing it. You'll be bored witless with all these Strictly Come Dancing people. The buffoon Anton Dubeck, or Tony Beak, will be out everywhere. That uh, Chris Hollins, the BBC sportsman. I mean, to be honest with you, I think these people should sit there behind the desk and just do the sport and stuff like that. I don't really think that they should be out there in the real world pretending they've got a personality. I mean, most of them are just doing it for the money. I suppose the... Actually, I've just thought of it. Of course, it's a way of the Beeb paying all these people a bit more money, isn't it? I suppose. I can't, I can't think of any other reason for, for doing something like that. Sunday Express, you get a free um, Andrews Sisters CD. Thousands of you listening going, who the heck are the Andrews sisters? They were the ones who did the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy for Company B. They were sort of a, they were sort of forerunners to, they were sort of girly group type. They, they, they were doing, you know, girl power before anybody ever thought about the Spice Girls. And to be honest with you, the Spice Girls were never girl power. All this rubbish about girl power, it was just a made-up PR thing. And people picked up on it. Because, to be honest with you, it, it was just rubbish. A few half-hearted singles, and that was just about it. And actually, talking of uh, a few half-hearted singles, here's poor old um, Vicky Beckham out again, wearing the same dress twice. Oh dear, must have fallen on hard times. She was out shopping. 
She's discovered in America, you, you don't have to have any talent, you just walk around and you look at things. The trouble is she's always by herself, poor soul. She hasn't got any friends. I feel a bit sorry for her, really. You feel that, you know, people should sort of look after her. Natalie Cassidy boring the pants off everybody, I'm afraid, with losing four stone made me miserable. I was obsessed. Yes, but it's healthy to be slimmer, you know. And, of course, you will be doing this uh, this dancing thing. And then she says there were rumours about me and uh, Wendy Richard, uh, husband and stuff like that. I mean, just, you know, silly things that appeared. In the- to be honest with you, these people so love the media that they'll sell their grandmother down there to actually just get themselves within the, within the pages. Because it, it does seem a little bit sad, doesn't it? I do love the uh, Kevin O'Sullivan's content. I do like him most days, actually, most weeks. And uh, he talks about this poor glamour girl, Jordan. I mean, glamour, it, it really ain't, I'm afraid. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a naffo. But they say her holiday, comprehensively destroying the wholesome mum image, it did produce terrific telly. Uh, great to have the old slapper back, making a fool of herself in spectacular fashion, uh, taking a camera aground. However, she says, however he says, I do beg your pardon, far more entertaining than her nice but dull estranged husband, Peter Andre, in his achingly tedious docubore, going it alone. I mean, it was dreary. I don't know if you saw it. Poor old Pete sitting there, you know, in Ikea doing the whole drama queen bit and then going to a Bollywood festival, which looked even more tedious, where they made him wear a, a sort of a see-through outfit. Pete attempting to sort of speak uh, Gujarati, I thought it was, which was quite bad, and then spending the rest of the time moaning to the cameras about, I love my children, I love... I thought, who gives us... We don't give us stuff. I couldn't care less, actually. Just stop being boring. If anything, I should imagine, if you hadn't left her, she'd have probably left you through tedium. Because you're both as boring as each other. Now, go away. Uh, Big Brother, a show which lost touch with TV reality. They reckon the high point of Big Brother was Jade Goody. That was the high point of Big Brother. Well, the strange. I saw a woman the other day saying she reckons this series of Big Brother's been the best ever. Certainly been the scariest. That's, uh, that's true. And uh, Fiona is talking about Kerry Katona. They say... Uh, allegedly attacked her accountant, David McHugh, a convicted fraudster who she met through her husband, Mark Croft, a womanising ex-drug dealer and full-time leech. She says here, some girls really can pick them. It's worrying, isn't it? It is worrying. But uh, at least you're not going to have to suffer with karaoke in pubs anymore. I've never been into a pub where they've had karaoke. What sort of pub has karaoke? Around my way, people go to a pub for a bit of a conversation, a bit of a drink, chat to the landlord, that kind of stuff. Nobody stands up and sings, for God's sake. Not intentionally, anyway. With the travel, Gary King. Many thanks. Let's start off with the motorways. The M1 in Bedfordshire at the moment. Morning, everybody. It's 11 minutes to 11. Actually, Steve has uh, popped back with the, uh, hopefully, solution to the Outlook Express. He says, one, because I suggest the following, delete the deleted, often forgotten, can be a very big folder. Two, after that, run the tools, stroke options, stroke maintenance, stroke cleanup, now, and then the compact button. Outlook Express uses an identify folder on the C drive. That can be backed up and then re-imported later. My God, it's complicated. (laughs) I've lost the will to live on this one. He said, re-imported later if required. So unlike Outlook, the Outlook address book is a separate WAB file. Also needs to be backed up. Okay, Steve, thank you for that. So he fixes things. Okay, so delete the deleteds. Often forgotten, it can be a very big folder. After that, run the tool, stroke option, stroke maintenance, stroke cleanup. Now and then, the compact button. Outlook Express user identity folder on the C driver. That can be backed up and then re-imported later if required. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you to Justin as well for the uh, the pictures of snow in Banstead last year. Fantastic. 
Makes my day actually seeing snow. It really does. Some people hate it. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough. I've got a picture on my phone of my car in the snow. How cool was that? I mean, I just thought it looked fantastic. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, one here says, we're moving Wednesday to Sutton. Cy, Alan's cousin Anne Killick, has a birthday, 1st of September, so happy birthday, Anne. Cards won't arrive because of uh, birthday Monday. That's from Sandy and Alan, New Malden. Blimey. Steve, the Andrews sisters, Angela says, that's worth going out for the Sunday papers. Good morning. Uh, Tim says, why the hell is everybody in Big Brother gay? Well, I think after a while it's like, you know, being in prison, isn't it? I suppose after a while. Depends how long you're in there for. Uh, Aileen, happy birthday for today. She's just finished her shift at the Royal Free. Oh, there you go. Uh, didn't Simon D end up being a bus driver? No. No, he didn't. He didn't do anything, actually. He didn't do anything at all. Uh, Alan! Alan! I share with you the uh, fact that too hot is not my scene. Cold is by far better. Although, strange enough, I've just complained next door. Because Nick Ferrari, as you know, in the morning has its sub-zero in here. I mean, I don't know why. He walks in with a big, thick coat on. It is freezing. <laughs> I mean, absolutely freezing. And uh, poor old Andrew Pierce walks in. Even he goes, because he's only a little slight thing. So he's, he's, he's probably going to have to sort of put a scarf on or something a little bit later. Which is going to be very funny. Uh, other stories of the paper today. Apparently, Susan Boyle is going to be going big in Japan. No, I'm with Louis Walsh on this one. I think she'll have her one album. That'll be the last you see of her. She can't handle fame. She's, uh, you know, she's somebody who is quite fragile, so I think it's probably safer to let have the one. She'll never do a concert. As I've said, she hasn't got the stamina to do... Oh, sorry, uh, a concert or anything like that at all. People today, more on dreary old Kerry Katona, who spends her entire life in the media. You know, she says, you're going to find me out on the streets. She's done her one pained expression look. This is sort of, uh, it's a case of, oh, please, spare a thought. I couldn't really give a stuff about you, love, anymore. I'm not even interested in Joe Calzaki. Not interested in Daryl Markham. That's the one with the dead brother, remember, from, from X Factor. That's his now claim to fame, according to one newspaper reviewer. They say that all he's going to be talking about is his brother. So there's a whole page on it. To be honest, it's a singing competition. You know, very tragic though it is, Daryl. It's not, nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with us. Uh, also, Noel Gallagher, you know, they've had this big bust-up, and apparently, as uh, Jane was telling us earlier on, this bust-up before they were due to go on stage in Paris. Smashed his guitar up. They must be really quite nasty people, actually, mustn't they? JLS's Aston Merrygold. He's a very merry person, isn't he, Aston? Out there, and apparently he had a row with a mystery girl. He'd been partying after JLS received two MOBO award nominations. When we're going five seconds, and already they've got a MOBO. They must hand these MOBOs out like there's no tomorrow. Does seem a bit ridiculous, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Bob says, I drive a skip lorry. When I bought a new computer, I dropped a skip on the old one. Kind of works, doesn't it, I suppose? <laughs> Andrew Pierce saying, you know, you need some of my ballast. I don't know what that means. Is that rude? <laughs> Simon D did take up bus driving, says Ian, after a long spell on the dole. You're not still in the Queen of the Suburbs, Ian. They still call it the Queen of the Su Ealing Queen of the Suburbs. I still like that. I heard it the other day, strange off on my iPhone, the Balham Gateway to the South, which I loved. Absolutely love. Love stuff like that. Um, another one here. And Mike says he was a bus driver for a while. God blimey. Bit fragile, eh? Uh, more in the paper today on uh, the Afghans. Actually, I was talking to Chris Christodoulou the other day. You know, the man who works at the Royal Abbot Hall. He's doing all the, the proms and everything else at the moment. But he goes metal detecting. 
And he's been doing it for years. And I said to him over lunch, I said, do you know, strange enough, I said, I love metal detecting. I absolutely love it. I said, but I never got one. I was always promised years ago I was either going to get a metal detector or a pogo stick. And I never got either. And I, oh, but he's got a super duper one, which can actually identify whether it's a, a coin or, or anything like that. It's very good, isn't it? I do love Eamon Holmes's column. It always makes me laugh. Man of the people. Not really. But he says, I've yes, less than a year to my wedding. It'll be nice, won't it? Yes, he's finally marrying Ruth. He's, I mean, and so desperate to find something put in the column. He says, Sir, I feel I've got a new woman in my life. My blondie Ruth has become a brunette. I love it, but tune in to see the results as we present the new series of This Morning for the next two weeks. And he's done a sneak preview. Old woman lies on couch, you know, with different coloured hair. Mind you, I never believed she was blonde to start with. And, uh, and he talks about uh, the canoe man. He talks about Eartha Kitt. Talks about the, uh, the restaurant in China causing a bit of a stir because all the dishes are cooked by robots. I turned on the other day and saw, uh, saw Gordon Ramsay doing one of these programmes in America where he goes in and sorts out a restaurant. And he... Uh, no waving your chocolate biscuits at me, young Pierce. I know where they've been. And, um, and he was sorting this restaurant out, and as usual, it's all sort of fake and put together. But at the end of the day, he got it turned round, and it, it worked really well. So I don't know why people knock it. I think he's fantastic. Oh, I love him. Love him. Uh, Jackie has sent me in a picture of uh, lots of snow. Oh, look, at, I love these pictures of snow. They're fantastic. I'm just waiting for Kerry Katona to send me in a picture. It'll look completely different. But thank you for that. And a British tourist whose life was ridden, sorry, ruined by a bug-ridden burger in Egypt, has won three-quarters of a million pounds compensation. Actually, it reminds me. There was a, a piece in the... Which paper was it in? It was in the Metro on Friday about the TGI in um, Covent Garden and how they've just been fined £30,000 for having the filthiest kitchens ever. Apparently, that a mice infestation, which they knew about for ages. Kind of puts you off, doesn't it? When you hear about places and you think... All that food lying around, and they, the, the people said they'd never seen such a filthy kitchen. I walk past this place most days, and there's always people in there, I'm thinking, well, they've only just been fined 30,000 quid. You know, you've got bad hygiene in the kitchen, it kind of carries on out front as far as I'm concerned. There's another place off my list of places to go to. Ever since I remember going to a TGI's years ago, and it used to be sort of fairly, you know, you go in there and you've got lots of staff with badges on. It always look as like they need a good wash, though, some of them. Because the, the uniforms look a bit dirty, I'm afraid. And, um, and they always sort of go, would you like this? We like this. You know, milkshake with it. You want this in it? You want that in it? And so it goes on. And, and when the food arrived, in fact, we actually did a programme from a TGI once. I did a Steve Allen show from one. And what I was amazed at was how much food was thrown away. Because, the, you know, they give you too much food. And so they literally, they, they were just chucking loads of it out. But I've not been there for age. I think it's more for sort of younger people. Uh, other stories of the paper today, it's Michael Jackson. As I say, eventually they're going to get round to burying this poor old soul. And uh, now they're saying they're going to pour concrete on the top in case somebody grave robs. And they're going to embalm it. Well, it's been done. He's been embalmed ages ago. And we know that there's letters from the kids. That's an old story. And there's a woman here who had a greyhound. And uh, she woke up, this, this greyhound, bitten her nose off. Strange enough, this woman, who must be about 50, her name's Princess. A strange name, isn't it? One of her children is called... Uh, Shamir, and the other one's Cachet. Come from Crawley. This is a non-racing greyhound, and a friend had given her, and um, it's a lurcher, actually. Oh, no, she's had a another lurcher as well. And this one bit her nose off. Never seen anything like it. Absolutely unbelievable. As I say, and Ronnie Biggs has now vowed to leave at least another two years. 
Michael, his son, says he's a fighter and a phenomenon. He's a con artist, dear. Don't, don't over-exaggerate what the old, uh, the old crook is. He's nothing more than that. I've got to go. Listen, I've got loads of things to do. Don't forget to uh, nip up to Streatham Common South. The Lady Rattling Showbiz Summer Fair is at Rosswyn up there. Opened at 12 o'clock today by the lovely Anna Karen. Good luck to them. And the best-dressed dog competition around 5pm in Church Street in Twickenham. They've got bands. Sorry? Oh, the... What? Oh, Carnival. Oh, of course, Nottingham Carnival. It's Kids' Day. So it's not really for us. All the trouble will be tomorrow. And, because <laughs> that's adult day. That's a completely different. Kids' day is different. I've never been. Actually, I wouldn't mind getting Andrew Pierce up on a float and dressing him in something, you know, sort of big wings at the back like that. Look wonderful. A giant sort of butterfly. And don't forget, you've got about a minute to have a go for the Steve Allen special Acer laptop, because it finishes at 11 o'clock. Have a lovely bank holiday. It's LBC. I'm back with you tomorrow morning at five. It's exam